0: Wow, Colin, that was in really poor taste. Jeez.
1: Very bad.
0: <laughs> <Man>. uh, <laughs>
1: I can't believe you've done this to me. Um, well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Myth Takes. Well, making Myth Takes. Uh, we're doing this one live because now we're pro gamers. We're pro Twitch
2: streamers.
1: Uh, yeah, so, pro. <laughs> yeah, pro. Yeah, uh, pro. So right now- it's a word it for it. Is uh, Well, we'll just go around the room because right now it's just three of us. Uh, so I'm Colin Parker. I am the current keeper. I play a bunch of NPCs. Uh, I'm currently cosplaying dressed as uh, Dr. Hank Mansfield. Um, so you'll check out the nice, you know, uh, salt and pepper look that I got going on and, th- and everything in the lab coat. Uh, and then beneath me is Morgan.
2: I'm Morgan Spatola and I play Allie and I am cosplay as Allie. And I can't talk because I have these fangs in, but we'll see how long they last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Uh and then next to Morgan slash Alley is Alex. Hello, Alex.
2: Hello.
0: My name is Alex, and I'm cosplaying as Buck in the Winter Arc where he had his winter cap and also a field jacket. Oh, you're okay. You're yeah, that works. Yeah, because I can't, find, yeah, I I can't like that. find a winter suit. <laughs> or like a, a suit.
1: Uh and Graham will be joining us very shortly. Uh Graham uh was getting back from Uh, seeing his mom uh, on Mother's Day here. Uh, So happy Mother's Day to those of you who are mothers. Um, I clearly am not. Um, I'm a mad scientist, and uh, anything that I would be mother to is something that we would probably take on in this show. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead, and I think maybe we'll just sort of start off with some sort of um, easier, like kind of underhanded past questions um what arcs have y'all been in um and you know morgan you can also answer for the one where you were the keeper hey. um and just sort of talk about <clears throat> you know what you were what you did stuff like that
2: well i've only been in two <laughs> <laughs> uh well i guess three if you count the keeper but um okay. i was in the introductory arc and um or in my introductory arc with um Sam and Whitney, Whitney. Uh, it was called Homecoming. And then I, after that, I was the keeper for a spooky arc that I came up with um, that Alex was in. And then I'm in the current arc that we're doing right now, which is super fun.
1: Right. Yeah. That one's called Forest Fighters. Uh, and yeah. I can never remember had, the names
2: of the arcs. I'm sorry. Just
1: had uh, a new episode drop on that one. Uh, just These are coming
2: in. out. Okay. Oh, okay. That's
1: fine. Hey, people! That got didn't to see last them. long at all. <laughs> it's fine. People saw the fangs. They got to appreciate the fangs. And now we get to appreciate the answers. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think it all works. Thanks a lot for bringing them, though. Ah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so. What? look, Alex, you know, you make those sorts of jokes all the time. Yeah, I that's my
0: bit, Colin. Yeah, my yeah. Bit. Okay. So, what arcs have I been in? I was in a Halloween bit. I was in a bunker break. I was in No Strings Attached. And then I was in what else?
1: I'm suddenly blanking on the it? one that the, 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 for your introductory arc, though. What was that one called? It what? was, um, oh my God. Uh, don't, is it called Don't Move?
2: It was what? the one with the snow and the oh, um,
1: motionless
0: in the moonlight, right?
1: Motionless in the oh. moonlight. That was it. Yeah.
2: Windigo? Um, is yeah, that? Wendigo,
1: okay. Uh, Aha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um i could not i kept wanting to call it grace falls but i was like no that's this town that y'all went to
2: such a good name for a town
1: yeah thank you that one that's a fictional city so like a lot of the places that we've been to have been real um but considering i wanted to sort of really dictate how that town was laid out and yeah. like sometimes like it's easier when i'm doing something like um the fourth arc um which was called uh clause and effect And that one was based around Sykesville, Maryland Which is actually not that far from either Alex or myself Mm -hmm. Um, But like we were spending a lot of times in the woods next to Sykesville And so you could kind of dictate whatever you want for like in woods that aren't really mapped out and stuff like that And also like we could just change the name of one business on Main Street And it's not that big a deal But like when I was like I need all of this town to be very specific as to how I'm laying it out Had to make it up Uh, And Grace Falls was like I don't know how that necessarily came to me, uh, but uh, it just sort of one day, like while I was writing the cold, not, not cold play, yikes, cold open, <laughs> which also isn't a cold open. I don't know why I call them that. This, But when I was doing the, writing the cold open, I uh, I just sort of tried a bunch of different town names in that place. And I said Grace Falls and was like, that's the one. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, the funny thing is that's what happens when you push over my co
1: host <laughs> okay so for those of you who aren't aware alex is also on a show called feels and variation
2: okay i uh, don't know why that took me so long to understand because right. grace wasn't on the network when you did that and so i was like what right. are you talking right. about
1: so alex is coming. sorry, grace. Show. sorry grace um so that's very funny if you push grace grace falls um yeah
2: that's why i liked setting my arc that i ran in phoenix because it's such a big city that Mm -hmm. like anything could exist there like that's so big out here and like so i don't know like just massively urban sprawly or whatever that like as long as i get the elements right like anything could exist because i I just ran that arc for my friends Mm -hmm. and they were like one of them was like well my character works at sonic and i was like okay sure there's sonic and i was like yeah the sonic is down the street from the neighborhood sure it exists now why the fuck that's that sounds reasonable. like it's a big city why not so
1: i mean you know it's it's funny because i was having this thought earlier today because i was you know of course playing the spider-man game on ps4 of course uh, and i was thinking about how like almost all of the city is kind of still laid out basically true to its real form uh, and they change a few buildings to have it be things that are made from their universe. Um, but I was thinking about how many things like superheroes and random things are set in New York, uh, New York city specifically, because like that is a place that is so happening that like, in a way you kind of are like what teenage mini turtles. I live under the sewer and eat pizza. Yeah. That, that sounds right.
2: Yeah. If, yeah.
1: If, if, but if I told you that happened in like, I don't know, some place in the middle of Colorado that's just like a no person town. You'd be like, what "The hell are you talking?" Yeah, about? you'd
2: be like, "Oh, we would have heard about it." Exactly, like,
1: mm-hmm. like New mean? York City.
2: Yeah,
0: like- downtown everyone- Ellicott City.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> just sort of walks around there, and it's just like kind of you know, like you know, don't get in my way, pal. You know, like straight up, you could be a supervillain or a crazy monster from Myth Takes walking through Times Square, and someone will go, "Hey, buddy." I was here first. You better walk walk away right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the crypto would be like, I could end your life. And he's like, <laughs> Oh yes, so could I. All right, keep it moving. Pat. <laughs> like that's sort of how New York City works. But yeah, no, I think it's it's also cool. I think for us, especially to write things in areas that we're also very familiar with. Um, writing for Kansas for uh, the very first arc that we did was difficult and like weird yeah. I to like look up the town and try and figure out what that area was like because yeah yeah i knew not i've never been to kansas i've never like figured out anything for it so i had to really take these things get into consideration but like sam was like nope my character's from kansas that's where he goes to high school that's where he does these things i was like all right i mean i'm not gonna tell you now you know what i mean like you have a strong Connection with your character, you know. Like I'm not gonna say, uh, you live in Virginia, you know. Um (laughs) because I can drive there. Right, exactly. You know, it's like so I can double check to make sure where things are. No, but um, yeah, okay. So that was our first arcs, uh, or arcs that people have been in. Um, what is let's hmm, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is such a vague question, and like it's so easy to say all of it, but like what would you say are one or two of your favorite moments that have happened so far? And if you want to, you can give like one for a character that you play and one for something that you've, you know what I mean? Like if it's an arc that you weren't in, but we're like, Oh, I really did love when so-and-so did blank. You know, you can also give an, uh, an answer like that.
2: I, okay, I have a lot of favorite moments from the arc that we're currently doing, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember where we're at with publishing. So I'm just like not going to get into it because I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But well, actually, I think one of them happened on the last episode that just came out where um, Taylor... Like, let slip that he was a fairy. And then he was like, he like turned to Allie and was like, How did you do that? And it's just like, I don't know, it's just like really tickled me because like I could totally see that happening. I'm just like, Wait, what the fuck? Like, why do I trust you so much? You know? And then she's like, Yeah, that's what happens. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, um, Taylor
1: and Doreen had done such a good job of keeping that a secret. Yeah. And then, like, and like, even throughout the arc, and then the second that they were around y'all, just sort of said it. And Doreen was like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you doing it's like mm-hmm. i just feel like i can trust her like so yeah
2: it really i really enjoyed that but um the other thing that i was thinking about was um when garth during his arc played by jordan reed um he he had like a hold three on something, like an investigative mystery or something. And so he could ask the keeper like however many questions and mm-hmm. he blew one of them and was just like, How are you? Yes. And it was so <laughs> like- yes. I talk
1: about that all the time.
2: It too. was it's so, so fun. yeah, it was so perfectly Jordan. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like it really because it was also like a kind of a tense arc too. And so it was just like, I don't know, it was just really wonderful. I, yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. So mm-hmm. yeah. What about, what about you, Alex? You, Alex?
0: Um, well, am I answering to Colin or answering to Morgan?
2: <laughs> answer
0: uh, to the chat. Answer to the chat. Hi. So uh, probably my most favorite moment was missing Max's joke in No Strings Attached.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. When they said oh. their names,
0: like, what's your name? Pete this is a party And I, I was talking to Max about it and they, they got kind of not, not like myth, but kind of like, oh, I guess people didn't like my joke, but <laughs> I did not hear it. And there was like an awkward silence and I was like, wait, did I did I miss something? Or like I listened back to it and I right. was like, My name's Pete Zaparty. <laughs> like, how did I miss
1: that? Oh, uh, you texted me about it. Like when the episode came out, Alex was like, I completely missed that joke. That is so stupidly funny. Like, how did I oh, I can't believe it. Like, Oh man, yeah. It, it I was
2: sad that that one fell flat because Max told me about it when they were planning their character and was like, You can know this, but don't tell anyone right. what Pete's last yeah. name is because it's like a funny joke and I'll yeah. drop it, you know, when I'm ready. So the whole time we were playing, I was like, Okay, like, when's he gonna, or when, when are they gonna drop it? When, when's he uh, gonna reveal mm-hmm. his last name? And, um, and yeah, and then, and then, Pete said his last name, and Everett was just like, huh? That was I like, oh.
3: Pete, but what, what, what was the
2: last of it?
1: Unfortunately, like moments like that are, are very easy to happen in podcasting. And I think even in, especially almost in actual place because sometimes people all talk at the same time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, like there was a moment in this current arc where Morgan and I made the same joke at the oh, same yeah. time, but I didn't hear Morgan say it. Because I literally said it like I mean if you hear the recording We have like a it's like A half a second off It's
2: so synced up it's weird And that
1: wasn't even like that I didn't even move anything Or change anything that was just like when we Synced everything up with clap syncs In the beginning and like when the audio actually plays Through we were I mean It was like same voice type of situation And Graham Only heard me say it Uh, And so Graham was like calm that joke is So good and then (laughs) Then I understood why Morgan was like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and at the time I thought Morgan, cause Morgan had made a joke about three out of four things. And I made the, the last one. So I was like, I do feel bad that like that he seemingly only liked the last one.
2: But we did both make it. So, you know, and, Yeah,
0: and I, I guess it's a real case of synchronicity. Ah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah um, it was, that was awkward. And I was like, well, this is maybe okay. my audio cut out. I don't know. Point. They'll they'll fix it in post. <laughs>
0: Maybe it's right, just Graham. Yeah. Who knows?
1: Yeah. What, what was, I was just like, oh, I, I should just delete Morgan's audio and make it sound like time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't
0: do that. Wouldn't do be the um, first time.
1: It, no, that's <laughs> the I only cut out jokes, I think, if they are something like, for example, one time we had a callback to something that actually got cut from an episode for mm-hmm. time. Um, and it was like a, a mat- it wasn't a matter of like character choices, it was like us talking to each other um like someone who made a joke like the very beginning of an episode you know like just like in the in the chat not in the chat but like us talking um and i really try not to cut too much of like dialogue or anything like that or us shooting the shit or whatever but like sometimes if it's a difference between an hour and 10 minutes and an hour long episode i'll cut some bits here and there um that are not necessary or um I mean, also like I cut out the, the moments where someone starts to say something and says, no, I don't like that. I Hang on. I would actually probably say this instead, you know, and then we yeah. try again. Um, because I think it's also, this is a, it's a real, I mean, it's an act. You know what I mean? Like we sometimes start to say something like we would say it and we go, oh, my character wouldn't say that. My character would react differently. And I have to think about that for a moment, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think some of my favorite moments, uh, one of my favorite moments was—I uh, have two for for Morgan. Uh, one of which was just more of Morgan's reaction to something. But the first one uh, was uh, in the most recent arc. There was a kind of like weaker-minded, you know, male character. Well, most males are weaker-minded, but um, <laughs> Ali you know, really kind of like had a hold on him in particular and was making him do things and he was kind of struggling to fight against it, but then he would do these things. And Morgan said, that's right, here's here's my favorite thing though. I never could tell if it was Morgan or Allie who said it, but either oh. way, it made <laughs> perfect sense, which was, I love making men do the things I want them to do. And I was like, I mean, that tracks, but I was just like, don't know which which of the two people said that, but it, it's it's almost like, which of you said that? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, that I I don't like. Okay, it just keeps happening to men. <laughs> um, like, I feel like if you know there were some meddling women NPCs, that might happen true. as well. But since it's happened to two, you know, I guess weaker-minded men mm-hmm. in this case, I was, I was really getting it. I, I also,
1: I, you know, that is actually something that I've also thought about. Like, I sometimes feel bad about this, but like, I, I do put, you know, obviously female NPCs into stories, but I can't voice women very well Mm. you know what I mean like I only have so many female voices um so I I frequently go but uh like kind of I have a few more male voices in my repertoire so it's a little easier for me to like throw one of those out um but I felt like
2: it's like pretty evenly mm. spread I mean I'm not going to go do a spreadsheet on it but
1: you're fine I mean I I think (laughs) that it 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 I think it really depends on the arc like some arcs I think have been very even um And the very, very first one, I think there were really almost no NPCs. Um, The very first arc was pretty much like your dad. Mm -hmm. uh, Officer Riggs. The main gargoyle villain. Mm -hmm. um, And then, oh, and then one other cop. Mm
2: -hmm. I forgot
1: about that. But like, that was it. It was like, it was basically all just like people are hanging out and, you know, chilling and talking. You know what I mean? So it's like. Uh, it was mostly the characters, I mean, speaking to each other. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't mm-hmm. a, a lot of, uh, oh, oh, okay, hang on. There were also the NPCs that were Sam's band.
2: Yeah. yeah or right. him
1: being like, you guys going to do this song? Hell yeah. I was
2: like, oh, I'd really
1: <laughs> like to. You know, like, just like, you just <laughs> random lines. Uh, so good. Um, But, yeah, so I liked that moment. I also really loved that you laughed, Morgan, for, like, 10 minutes at <laughs> Tim Sells Insurance. Yeah. Uh Morgan lost. I mean, we all laugh pretty hard, but Morgan just continued to laugh and it was mm-hmm. very pure and very wholesome and I loved it. It's it it's was good, a good to moment. see. <laughs> it's really great to watch you know people have those kinds of reactions in moments. Um I this is actually yeah. more off air, but like I loved Alex's reaction to the fifth arc, no strings attached.
2: Mm-hmm. Alex oh, yeah. had a lot
1: of th- feelings and thoughts and we can get into that uh-huh. in a second if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Are you sure? But Alex I don't was remember like, them. Alex had so Alex came to me and like had tweet, <laughs> not tweet, sorry, texted me like 30 texts in a row. It was like
2: like while more. it was going down too. Like
1: yeah, think, while it was going I down. I think I just died? died. What
0: yeah. like do I need to roll a new character?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and there's so many things happening, but like the thing is like to me, I don't know, it was it was good because it was also a favorite moment of mine because it's nice because you're a terrible see, person. You no, know, <laughs> it's more of it's nice to see the investment in the people and in the show, you know. And like it was one of those moments where I was like, Alex is like, Alex is on board, you know what I mean? Because like Alex wants to know what the f- hell is happening, you know? Yeah. Um, although, uh, your reaction to basically anything in your first arc, uh, Alex was great like almost everything was kind of just this like deep sigh and like okay I guess I gotta deal with this now too I
0: love Buck Buck is great Buck is so stressed out yeah if you've dealt with Hank and Lucy as much as Buck has you would be like fucking fine all right let's just do this it's not gonna go any faster if I don't all right yeah right." right
2: He's uh, like a team player, but like resignedly so, right. yeah,
0: cause he doesn't have any other tr- cause he gets paid to do so,
2: right. yeah, right.
1: <laughs> um And uh, I also love that one of my favorite moments of the entire show, though so far has been when Garth needed to keep people out of the way because there was like witches on the loose and stuff like that, and was like trying to keep people safe. So his idea was to record an anonymous video yeah yeah,
2: yeah that was with, like so the voice good.
1: changer and like uh-huh. but then couldn't figure out how to turn off the camera at the end <sighs> that whole scene killed me it's like yeah it's like
2: a minute and a half
1: long of just jordan going people of message uh massachusetts you better stay indoors or <laughs> i'm i'ma get you you know like and it's just like it's all so vague and just like bumbling through it so funny and then also or else how do how do i turn is it this but no oh god oh <laughs> you're know, like oh so, and that again that is also very jordan mm-hmm. yeah um so loved all of that um okay I, i'll stop asking questions um if if either of you have questions or if I, I think we may have had a question or two. Switching glasses.
2: Any questions to the chat? <laughs> nope, not yet. not yet. <laughs> um,
1: so I guess are these canonical glasses or like sorry, these
2: well, are just these are mine. Yeah. These are not canonical. They can be. I don't know. She wears hipster glasses. so well, these
0: are both canonical and uh, Quite needed
2: necessary yeah, these, these are my actual glasses
0: these yeah. are my glasses yeah. <laughs> so i don't
2: get a headache staring at the computer screen right now so these are
0: so i can actually see
3: <laughs> so since
0: so i'm the only person who hasn't actually done an arc so i guess my question to you two is if you had more time to prep the arc or if you had more time to develop while recording what would you have done differently
2: um I had more time to prep the arc because yeah, I or had like, like six months before we or actually like, recorded it. Well,
0: like more time to record,
2: oh. like were like
0: any avenues you didn't get a chance to explore, anything that like maybe the players didn't actually go into, and you had prepped this whole scene out, and then it just wasn't ac- like gotten to at all. That's
2: a good question. I know that happens to Colin a lot.
1: Happened <laughs> in this arc. Yeah,
0: we
2: fucked your arc up, and i'm sorry but no it's
1: totally okay we we made it work i had to jump through some i had to jump through some hoops on this one but you know i think that that's part of the magic you know like you keep me on my toes and i keep you on your toes
2: yeah
1: Yeah. um but yeah were were there any avenues or like any clues that you had sort of written in that maybe you never got to because either people didn't ask for or didn't look for them
2: i don't know i'm trying to think about it I've got my notes right there so I could pull them out and look at them but um, I think I managed to weave in everything that I wanted to but I yeah. think um, I wish that I had made it longer like there were yeah. some things that um, that like I ended up stalling us for time because I was like oh we can't get there yet like we need to do you know like it's too soon before you guys to go do this thing you know so um, there was that and then there were some like troubleshooting things that like, that I think I probably should have foreseen. Um, For instance, uh, Pete wanting to blow up the entire house that had both the victims (laughs) and the monster in it. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten
1: about that. Yes.
2: Yep. I was so scared. (laughs) That's what was going to happen. I was like, no, please don't do this thing. Like, I don't want to have to describe that. Um, and uh so you know that was something that i guess i should have imagined that was gonna happen because I I played that arc with some of my friends actually recently. Oh, I already said that. But yeah. when I was playing with my friends, they did the same thing. They were about to fucking light the house on fire. And I was like, why does everyone do this? I was, <laughs> like, easy. I was like, obviously the easy, victims yeah, easy are victory. in the monster's lair. Like that's where, why, where would the victims be other than where the monsters camped out? Like that seems so obvious to me, mm-hmm. but everybody else is like, kill it with fire. And I was like, no, I mean, don't I also kill people. That-
1: I think sometimes it can be easy, especially in like heat of the moment. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. I think
1: sometimes it can be easy to sometimes forget that there might be victims. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, I also think that like, and again, I'm not saying this is anything bad about uh, any of the players or anything, but I also think that it reminds me a little bit of um, the Adventure Zone in their first arc. I think sometimes it takes characters a little bit of time to sort of find the good guy in them yeah because i think sometimes it's very easy to say well we'll just blow it up or we'll set it on fire or you know we'll you know maybe rob the place or whatever and eventually then you're starting to be like oh well, we can't rob this place you know yeah people depend on it you know yeah so like i think that there's a little bit of also of like hey there's an easy way out let's do this right yeah but, like If this had been like the third arc for for Max's character, uh, would Pete have been so quick to jump on, let's just blow the place up?
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So I I guess I I think that, I don't know, going back, if I were to run that one again, which I'm kind of sick of it now, so I'm probably not going to, but (laughs) if I were to run it again, I might put some clues that like, Mm -hmm. hey, (laughs) the victims might be in this house. Like please don't destroy the house.
1: Or just like remove the gas uh tank. It's electric.
2: Well, no, that's what happened in the in the Myth Takes one. But with mm-hmm. my friends, they were just going to light the house on fire. Oh, like, it was a totally different... It was worse somehow. Right. They were like, oh, there's a scary monster inside. And it's horrifying. Like, we're going to light the whole place on fire. And then there was only one person that was like, wait, maybe we shouldn't. And I just had to sit there and let them work it out. And I couldn't say right. anything. And I was dying. It was the worst. So In
1: Alex's first arc... Um there was a moment where people wanted to do something that they're like this will be a cool looking thing. But then in my head I was like you can't just do that without rolling though. Like but I wasn't going to say anything because it's going to be their choice. But then someone finally goes wait a minute wait a minute if we do that would we have to roll for it? And I was like yep. <laughs> and then I had to I had to reveal that that was going to be my card there and they're like and I was like yeah. And then everyone was like We've got to come up with a new plan because they realized <laughs> really quickly, that, that was going to mess up probably at least one person. What was it? Oh, they wanted to. They wanted the to ride the snow. Yeah,
2: the snowmobile like jump off. into something. Oh yeah. yeah, that was me. Yeah,
1: like yeah. y'all wanted to jump off last second, and y'all were all on board with it. So I was like, wait a minute, do we have to roll for it? Someone's going to die. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that part of the problem or not problem, but like the oh, challenge with God. oh, is Graham joining us?
0: Graham Graham specifically.
2: Graham, Graham Graham to audio and to Graham. video. Ooh. <gasps> I need to turn my other Graham? light on in my room. Remember when I said
3: it'd only be 30 minutes late? Graham! Yeah. Graham. That's funny.
2: You're live, Hello? just so yeah, you know. Yeah, you're yeah, live on
0: twitch.tv <laughs> slash the, the scavengers, scavengers network.
2: network. Okay, but I don't have my makeup
3: on well oh, too what? bad you should have yeah, fucking thought, thought of that bad. huh alex. oh my god what's like it. and i thought dang it i thought i had the, the best facial hair right now damn it well who i thought i did but clearly i don't well now there are two other people that have well it's not well, it's me you. yeah i think it's you alex whoa okay. colin has the best hair though yeah thanks, um, man.
2: i put on whole new hair for this this is not my hair yeah, Just sure. so Some you know, respect
3: Graham. No, your
2: hair looks
1: great. <laughs> Thank you. Mine Actually, are- this
2: is like fucking ratty. As all. I, didn't I will say
1: this, uh, <laughs> this ended up working out pretty nicely with the lighting. It does look more gray. Uh, I don't know what happened, but when I was looking for the hair, this Getting hair older. dye, and I went and looked through everything. I definitely have been looking at gray. And then I did a few other things and then I came back and then I ordered and I did double check the Amazon order. I did somehow accidentally order silver.
2: Oh, um,
1: I mean, it looks, it looks silvery.
2: Of, yeah. The thing
1: is it does, but like, let me tell you up close, it looks metallic as fuck, <laughs> <laughs> but like robot luckily, hair, luckily like the lighting, and got I a figured, order? Yeah, that sort of helps make it look a little more salt and peppery. Um, I was gonna try and do my beard a little bit, but because there's so much exposed skin, I thought that it would just make my skin look white, yeah. which would look good. Weird. Thing
2: you didn't, because then you really would have been a Where's robot. Graham? That's not hey, Graham.
1: All right. Well, Damn while Graham. Graham is figuring out his cam, maybe
2: there's a joke in there.
1: There is. Oh, okay. Well, we'll continue on without Graham for a moment here.
2: Well, I don't him. remember what I was about to say before Graham came on, and I don't remember either. But we'll let my Graham world get so
1: situated. Okay. Uh, honestly, Nobody's my my life
2: BG is much
0: is I much prefer my life AG rather than BG. Before gram, after gram.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah that, I'm that, that, not. Take me a that, that,
0: that, There I'm wasn't enough context I, for that. that I, I don't know one. why I do that.
2: I am I am not running on all cylinders today. So.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I I I don't know. I tr- I guess one of my longstanding bits that I hate is that I tr- I like make a joke that doesn't have any context.
1: Or sometimes like,
0: or have a me, line of ha- Sometimes
1: even- it doesn't have legs, and yeah. Alex is just like, "I'm gonna stick this wheel under it. And hopefully that'll <laughs> make it go."
0: I'm gonna push it down the hill and see how far it goes. The amount
1: of times and like I've I've only cut this out of podcast just because like it gets to a point where, um, I feel like oh sorry Graham joining in has changed the formatting of this Zoom call.
2: I'm gonna change
1: uh, how we're lined up here a little bit.
2: Oh, it doesn't look bad on the no on the thingy thing.
1: Oh, I just wanted to edge over just a little bit. Well, maybe. Uh, okay, well, yeah, it won't let me like do halfway in between those two spots, so I will just have to deal with it being slightly it looks, off-center. It doesn't um, even look off-center. Oh, it... it, for where it went, maybe it's just OBS. Anyway, so um, we're talking about not firing on all cylinders.
0: And not firing Graham yet.
1: Um, well, let me tell you something. Sometimes in life... Ripping and rip it, baby. You just
2: need a little pick me up. What? <laughs> Which way? There it is. Are they giving us money for this? Try Dr. Hey, Pepper. Twenty Are flavors. they? That, Are they sec, giving sec, us money for this?
0: No. Okay. Look. Grab, if Mason, grab, could spend, grab, do you have like a like a xylophone or something.
1: <laughs> if Mason can spend fifty minutes uh, doing an advertisement for Raycon, <laughs> for Raycon you're gonna do Dr. Pepper. Getting, yeah, I'm gonna get Dr. Pepper. Call it. Do is, the bit. Here's my thing. We're doing Here's like a kickstarter promise to you. thing. Come on. yeah, we will. Here's my promise to so you. We'll I will utility. find a way to get Dr. Pepper to to. Ho- oh, Graham's gone.
2: Oh, we lost Graham. Oh, um,
1: I will find a way to get Dr. Pepper to like sponsor. I lost or everyone.
2: Oh lost no. Everyone? Oh no.
1: Oh god, it's oh, all no, going it's just out Colin for us. and
2: I. Alex, quick! That's how do we it started. Do? We're, Wait, we're doing we a bit, start? all right. One, One, two, three, four. Am I back? Yes, you're all back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, this
1: is the back. ad break. Oh, Graham's back. This is, you know what? This is going just like an episode there of Myth Takes. Oh,
3: my God. As hey, soon as Graham. I, literally, as soon as I plugged in my camera, my audio just completely cut out. So I'm like, well, that's not good.
1: Oh, so Sorry. Graham couldn't hear us at all during all that.
3: That's interesting. No. No, well, no, no. good because we said a lot of.
1: Really oh, we were talking about,
2: about you a lot. Yeah. And that—that's yeah.
3: fair. I assume this, so many mean fine. things that do I like them. Oh, is I didn't Graham. say
2: anything mean. <laughs> oh,
3: I did. I, okay. Morgan, I understand you. Colin just probably ah, it's the usual from him. It's
1: fine. I love Graham. Don't <laughs> don't let Graham fool you.
3: <laughs> He's a tattoo of it, like,
2: like yeah. <laughs> that says <laughs> I, I love Graham on yeah. your yeah. back. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah? A, it's a tramp stamp. Oh, nice. lovely! I like, I'm honored. Yeah, no, it's in
0: Helvetica too
3: uh Comic standard?
0: or just no, it's no bowl
1: ah! okay, Graham. Graham. <laughs> um so we've already answered these questions um but just to make sure that you know we've got it here on the stream and everything what character do you play oh that's
3: right <laughs> this is thing. Yeah. that's right hi guys i'm great like, what I am I've i doing, voice- doing here the only I podcast you're on, see- man. come on i'm sorry i just got stuck in like I, I, I was driving, which I know is illegal right now. I went outside. Yeah, it's uh, not
1: illegal, but man.
3: Uh, <laughs> feels illegal. Um, I got stuck in the worst Such traffic. It was terrible. But, hi, yeah, I'm Warranty traffic? What? What we'll continue? We'll keep going. Oh, oh, there's uh,
1: always traffic near Towson. Don't don't try and front. <gasps> no, it was
3: on yeah. 70. It was going from oh. 70 to 495. They completely shut off the um the ramp getting off of 70 on the 495. I'd take the full detour to the park and ride. Weird.
1: All right. Hang on. We're, we're getting so inside, okay, inside we're, baseball. On we'll Maryland talk about that. I got we'll to talk about Maryland traffic. Hey, Marvel you too.
3: <laughs> good, All
1: right. So you play Lucy. Um, I do. What arcs have Sorry, you
3: guys. been in? Uh, the um the Salem Witch arc and the most recent one. I think it's currently airing.
1: Yes. So you've she been did. in Forest Fighters and oh yeah. what was the second one called? It was called the Salem um, Witches. No, oh. no, no, that was not what it's called. You're just obsessed with the Salem witches. That's yeah, because
3: we got to take them out. Well, I will not rest.
2: I can't tell if that's yes, Graham I mean. or if that's just like Lucy's bit. Like, is that what you really think, or is that just like you really? I being think Lucy? it's
3: both somehow. Spellbound. Oh no, 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 that, That's Lucy. Lucy wants oh, to okay. kill the witches. I could care less. I think witches are cool. Spellbound <laughs> was the name of it. Spellbound. That's right. Yep. That
1: was the name of the arc. Um, that was also where we met Terry.
3: Um yeah, so Aww, Terry. Oh, Mary. I can't wait till the next iteration. Yeah,
1: if you think about it, yeah, there the next Airy will be something. Um
3: Mary.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe next we'll have Mary be involved.
3: <laughs> you know, meatball the... is a meatball?
1: That's what? Awesome. It is backwards. No, it's it's, no, it's fine for us.
3: <laughs>
2: what?
1: It's normal for us. Is that an Italian thing? Okay. It is. No, no, that's it was, uh, they said this. Look,
2: it says myth oh. takes on it. <laughs> oh, they nice. said they is that an is that Italian thing? I mean, I gotta ask. They said this on an episode, yeah. and I thought it was, it was so the, fucking the funny that I content. made bumper stickers and I brought them to PodCon, and I still have a bunch of them. So I will anyway. buy
0: one of those. That's amazing.
2: You can just have one. You send me your okay. address. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. So
1: here it is. It is Fort. No I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, Six
0: five.
1: I won't dox you. I,
2: won't you. Um, I have moved.
1: I have. I will move again, sir.
2: I have a whole stack of them. Nice. He you
3: yeah. moved again.
1: No, I not not to. since the most recently,
3: Colin Docs, okay, he most recently. Okay, good. I liked your current house. which I yep. assume is your current house. What's did nice? you wait? Did were you at the
2: new house?
0: I think the yeah.
3: townhouse. I went, I think I went to the house warming
0: I yeah. brought wine. Was at the house cooling.
2: We're talking about Maryland stuff again.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. You're right. <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your nut <laughs>
2: <laughs> Morgan, go back to
1: to eating your nutsack um So
0: <laughs> hey, I already made that joke.
1: No, no, I'm just I'm I'm Or did you not hear formally. that? I I heard did it. we I'm make formally... the joke at the same
0: time? Because we were so well synced together.
2: Oh Graham. god.
1: God, <laughs> Graham. All right. This is yes, exactly sir. how myth takes goes. So this is literally making myth takes. <laughs> no, uh, Graham. So you've been in those two arcs. Mm-hmm. What would you say is a favorite moment of yours for Lucy in Myth takes so far?
3: Oh. For some reason, I had a lot of fun. I uh, this should have aired. Did this air? When I met when Lucy met Jane, or is that about to air?
1: Lucy has met Jane, but it hasn't been like not all the information is out there.
2: Okay, you got to the house though in the episode that just okay. So interviewing her in the forest has right, aired. So you exactly
1: okay. So you've interviewed her
3: and stuff like that. That yeah. was my favorite. I had a lot of fun with that. That was really good.
2: <laughs>
1: it, one of my favorite moments was just her going. Um to Lucy, you, that is you sound kind of like Ted Bundy, but um you know, like like some of the questions you were asking were just like so psychopathic. And it's like Lucy because you are know you what asking? I didn't trust her. And I we'll mean, see if know, that helps me or
3: not later on, of course. But you know, I just you, you know, I was not on the Jane train.
1: Um
2: I was
3: yeah. <laughs> um, so, Talk about uh, it
2: later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to come back to that someday. I'm um, so
2: sad it's not aired yet because I just want to talk about it. I know, it, I know. I mean, it's been yeah. such a it was such a fun arc. It really is. So we've actually
1: finished recording that arc. We've actually we're actually well ahead of schedule right now, which is great. I would love to actually start recording the next arc if possible, um, but we'll sort of have to kind of play it loosey goosey a little bit. I think because um, uh, unfortunately at this exact moment, quite a few people's schedules are kind of up in the air. Because um, some people are moving, including myself, uh, and all this other stuff. So there's a lot of things happening.
3: I'm missing so, out so much gossip. Alex didn't move. Colin is moving. Why I'm moving to, back to, to New Orleans. I,
1: I'm moving back to New Orleans because uh, I'm going oh, to be attending grad school. Um, okay,
3: so you guys are going to have um, like in-person classes? Or are you moving there to do online stuff?
1: Well... It's we don't really know it, okay. what's going to happen this semester. I imagine that at the very least, spring semester will be back in in okay. person. So, I mean, if they if they determine that they're not going to have in person classes uh, this fall, I may push back my move by a month or two, just because it'll be much easier and way less hot to move. Because hmm. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, moving in or out or moving at, at all in New Orleans in June or July is unbearable in fact it should be illegal um by god himself no um but uh okay so graham yes sir do you have a favorite moment in myth takes that is not based around your character that's just sort of something that you know something that you've listened into or maybe like in another arc but like another character said that you enjoyed a lot
3: i mean i go back to just the first arc because like the the very first arc which which morgan was in and i guess we we had shoot tj and mm-hmm. annabelle annabelle um that was kind of just my my like introduction to just um monster of the week in general and kind of just like figuring out or sort of like experiencing how these characters sort of work how the world works mm-hmm. because like especially when they were introducing themselves like I went into this going like, yeah, I'm playing this cool battle angel that like beats stuff up, and she's really strong. And then like, as people are choosing in characters, someone's like, yeah, my character's a nerd. She just kind of like uses cameras, and she's a normal person. I go, well, how are you gonna be useful? What what are you gonna do? And then like, they all found different and unique ways to be like, I don't know, to to do the whole like monster hunting thing. Like it all kind of came together. I don't know. It was seeing seeing people be creative with mm-hmm. things that at least when I first heard them, I'm like, that doesn't sound I'm like, well, okay, that, that sounds okay. But like, what are you actually going to do with that? Or that doesn't sound that interesting. And I'm like, Oh no, that's actually kind of cool. I'd like that. That's fun. Like TJ and his football launcher. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> right.
1: Um, Yeah. I, I think that we also have something a little bit unique in this show in the sense that because we have a rotating cast, we can really explore a lot of different character types but also you know we're, i mean, I, I, I think the game is perfect as it is but we're definitely changing a few things here and there just to make it accommodate such a large cast and also sometimes just us wanting to kind of have our own canonical bits and pieces you know what i mean See, and uh, that's so i think and that that's a nice thing as well
3: i don't know how much i should say because things have yet to air mm-hmm. but I wish that I had had more conversations or I wish that Lucy had talked with more of the other characters. Now those events didn't really present themselves because of how like things kind of went down because basically when Lucy shows up, shit kind of hits the (laughs) fan. Right.
1: Well, you know, so here's the thing, right? So I I can reveal this much as uh, uh, kind of upfront, right? A lot of that arc changed kind of on the fly. And again, not a problem. That is, it's okay. <laughs> I feel
2: like it was my fault. <laughs> I mean, not to name any but, names,
1: but no. But the thing is, like, that I mean, still, like, you know, I found a way to make it still work because, you know, I was like, I still got to get Lucy in here. So I have to find a way. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is that, like, there were originally written in some of those moments. And it wasn't until after we finished recording, I actually remember I sent Morgan a, a text and I went, I messed something up and I've just realized looking at it why one of the choices that I wanted to present didn't actually really happen. And it's all because like, because I was kind of moving things in on the fly, things sort of happened out of order and all this other stuff. And so then I tried to change something. And then I realized that like, I actually didn't present one of the moral conundrums at all that I wanted to present. And that I think is okay because sometimes things just don't, aren't perfect you know um but i was like you know what though we can make something like that happen again and with things like the bunker breaks we can still have those moments where you know Allie can be going into the kitchen to get a sandwich and uh uh-oh lucy is there to get her tea you know and now it's like uh well we're in this space together How are you, you know? Yeah, I really wanted
2: that to happen, this arc. And I'm sad that it didn't because after the last bunker break, I remember listening to it going like, oh, it's on, it's going (laughs) down. How (laughs) dare you? uh, Like I was so like revved up about it. And I was sad that nothing happened. No, go ahead, sorry.
3: I absolutely want Lucy to have a heart-to-heart with Noctis because I have a very interesting, or I have a very, mm, there's a dialogue that I want to have with Noctis that I think will be very beneficial to sort of like our characters' morals and what we're actually like trying to accomplish here.
2: Well, and they're both there for the apocalypse, right? So that's like Mm -hmm. interesting, like those two characters ought to talk about it at some point, like.
3: Right. And and fundamentally, they could be this, they could be serving the same purpose because Noctis doesn't really know why they're here. They're just Mm -hmm. like here and it's like, Uh, so I'm just going to try to find my way where Lucy's like, I am here to stop the apocalypse. I want to do everything I can to do so. Well,
1: it's also funny though, because like, you know, clearly like I want, I Colin Parker want that to happen as well. But at the same time, Hank has this real fear of putting those two together because of knowing how Lucy is about things that are not similar to her or that aren't human. And so I think there's almost this fear of like, is Lucy then just going to pull out her sword in the middle of the bunker if there's just one wrong answer?
3: And that's the thing. It entirely depends on their answer. Because the dialogue would go something, the big question that I would want to ask is what are you going to do when all this is over? If we succeed, if somehow we accomplish what we set out to do, what are you going to do next? Mm. I'm leaving. You better be doing the same,
2: right? Because if if Noctis is there to bring about the apocalypse and Lucy stops the apocalypse, and then Noctis is still there, that's a huge liability. So <laughs> exactly.
3: So yeah. Lucy's gonna be like, okay, so you helped us. We all stopped the apocalypse together. It's time to go.
2: Yeah. Hmm. That's really interesting to think about because like Mm -hmm. I feel like because Noctis doesn't want the world to end like that's like the whole thing is that Noctis was brought into the world to end it and then said no I like it here like this is nice and so I feel like Noctis might have a hard time convincing Lucy otherwise Mm -hmm. like Lucy seems like uh, they have like trust or she has like trust issues. Or only yeah. trust herself or whatever, but, like, would be, like, oh, yeah, you say that, but, like, as soon as I walk right. away, and, like, and I, I know you're going to gonna turn on me.
1: Answer for Noctis, but, like, I think that this is kind of part of the first initial conversation that Lindsay and I had in that um, introductory, like, episode, like, in the prologues. Mm-hmm. There is also this sense of, you know, that kind of question could be like a big, for lack of a better term, eye-opener for Noctis, because I'm not sure Noctis has thought that far ahead. Lindsay has probably thought of that for Noctis, but Noctis himself is, you know, very much still new to the world and kind of finding their place. And like that kind of question could have not necessarily an existential crisis, but that could be very interesting for them to have to go through and go, I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Never thought of yeah. it. You know, like and to watch that sort of happen in real time could be very interesting. So, Lindsay, if you're listening, spoiler: don't listen. Don't shh, don't, don't.
3: Okay. <laughs> but this again, this is a question because I mean, again, like hard and fast, that question applies to Lucy Noctis. Not some. I, I guess maybe Allie. I don't know where how Lucy feels about Allie. I'm
2: Allie's just trying to make it in the world and not piss anybody off is kind of her whole thing. And, and so. you're, a, you're a half right
3: whatever human monster succubus. like which is you're half succubus mm-hmm. which is like so like i don't know exactly i'd have to think hard about how lucy feels about that because like inherently i don't know you're you're in that gray area noctus and lucy are way on one side but i mean like i and same goes with like a um shoot steph's character um natalie natalie natalie's the same way where it's like how do you treat regular humans that have an intrinsic ability to tap into an unnatural magic source. It's like, uh, ah.
2: I have a headcanon that Allie kind of like tiptoes around Lucy because like perhaps something happened out in the field one time or something because like Allie kind of has anger issues. Like she's usually pretty chill until like, she gets up to here and then she's like, all right, you know what? Fuck all this. Like, I am done. You're all going down. I'm kicking everyone's ass now. Like, so I could just imagine her being like, I'm going to be very well behaved around Lucy. And then one time something happening unrelated to Lucy and her being like, Lucy, like, shut the fuck up. And just get on board with everything right now or, or whatever, you know? So I kind of have right. this headcanon that she, like, tiptoes around her because of that, like, and be like, oh, I'm sorry that, like, one time I called you, like, winged moron, like, you know, are we cool, like, can we just be cool, so. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> okay,
1: so I have one more question, and then I don't know if y'all have any others, um, but I'll ask my last one here. Um which is, and this is something that I asked last year as well, but I'm just sort of curious. Uh, so we've faced quite a few monsters already. We've now faced six different creatures um, throughout our, well, actually technically seven, because there were two um, in one arc, actually. Um, but, um, you know, what are things that we haven't seen that you would, you know, like to see in this you know, in this show, you know, if we can, if we can get to it.
2: Like what kind of monsters?
1: Yeah. Like what kind of cryptids are like, or if, maybe if you don't have a cryptid in particular, is there like a place that you're like, Hey, you know, we've never fought a monster in blank, would love to see how we deal with monsters in this city or this country or whatever.
0: Well, I, I guess this kind of ties into the last question about conversations you haven't had with other characters. And I think this kind of goes into maybe going delving more into the backstory of Hank and Buck where there's like, there's something there and we've kind of touched on a little bit of it, but there's still like a whole lot that, I mean, you and I have like worked out some details, but like there's still a whole lot that we haven't talked about. So seeing some kind, I don't know how much we want to give away with that.
1: Um, You could probably give away a little bit, bit. a little bit. So like
0: the, at least from what I remember like we met in a combat situation where people that were in our own teams were no longer there and we had to find a way to make it work and get out of that situation Yeah, we like
1: we like re reintroduced like i think that if i'm not mistaken and i think we have spoken about it actually in the show as well um buck used to work for the same uh department uh, of government that hank uh also worked for which we also haven't mentioned yet but i have agency. a reason for that right we always kind of jokingly call it the agency but like it is coming up kind of soonish yeah like not the next arc but i think the arc after that it'll actually be addressed um and like finally kind of talked about and discovered um but you know basically they were sort of two different parts of it yeah and so for a long time hank was sort of this kind of boss figure to buck but like didn't really ever deal with buck personally like maybe once or twice almost in passing um but that was also back when hank was much more vile of a man and was kind of you know sending people out to do these terrible deeds and uh and sometimes bringing things back to do even worse deeds um you know and so I think there's a lot of conversation to be had there to sort of unpack some of that yeah. relationship and like why Buck still trusts him even after all this time. I think is also an interesting.
0: We'll tie that into another question, but I guess it it would be nice to see some kind of consequence from that mm-hmm. moment. I don't know if it would get into necessarily like a zombie sort of thing, but like. I guess maybe Buck's seeing more uh, because I I feel like Buck hasn't necessarily seen everything that Hank has done. Like he has an assumption like, okay, Mm -hmm. so there's been this and there's been this and there's been this that I've seen. There's probably a lot more, but I don't know, but I'm just going to assume that we're cool and I'm just going to do my job and I'm just going to keep this going as much as I can. But I have a question
1: for you actually, based on what you just said, Alex, does Buck consider Hank a friend?
0: That's a good question. You know, I don't... I guess I haven't thought... I guess I haven't been in the mind of... But I feel like this is like actor Studio. How does it feel like being in the mind of can this I, character? Like, can, can I, I talk to Buck?
1: Buck? Can I speak to Buck, please? All right, am
0: knocking Jack? on the door. Nobody's there. Um, you know, I don't know if he really considers Hank a friend. I mean, def- certainly an associate. And... But I wonder if, with how much they've gone through, I don't know if a friend is necessarily on the table. Not like having, not like there can't be any kind of positive relationship there, and there can't be a deep mm-hmm. relationship there. Th- this might be going into more homestuck stuff, where you have like the different quadrants of a friendship. And I guess it's- I don't know
1: what you mean by homestuck stuff. So, yeah. oh well, if, <laughs> if Max
0: is watching, they'll know. Um, but I guess more of like, th- there's a compliment there. Like mm-hmm. this character is one way, this character is another way, and they work together. Sure, but they might not necessarily get along all the time, or things might not necessarily like work outside of the situation. But in the situation that they're in, it works, and that's why it's maintained.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So, um, sorry. Okay, I, I, yeah, something yeah, yeah. that you had just said made me think of that, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, that's fine this is a a good time to tie that in, but also I was morbidly curious.
0: Yeah. Not like I don't consider you a friend.
1: Well, no, I think (laughs) if if you don't, I would be a little concerned by this time. Does Allie consider Hank a friend? Hank needs a friend. Can we talk to Allie? Let's go. Allie
2: desperately (laughs) wants to like Hank and think the best of him, but he is challenging that. Yeah. A lot. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling that it's a lot of two steps forward, one step back kind exactly.
2: Of like she's Whoa. like wants to be supportive and like and like this man, but mm-hmm. he's a challenging individual is is what Allie thinks Allie of him. for
1: being such a bruiser and just like a, I mean, truthfully, monstrous person, right?
2: Uh, yeah. but not like
1: personality, but like, you know, physicality and everything like that. She is such a cinnamon bun. <laughs> like she's Aww. like she's so warm and cuddly and friendly. And she then tries say so hard. Yeah, say something that's like a little specious and she's like, I will end <laughs> your life back down. And I love it. There's like yeah. this great, you know, like dichotomy there. This yeah. it's really
2: fun to see like where her line is, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, know, like she'll try to keep it chill until yeah. yeah, until the line is crossed. And then she's like, Okay. Gloves are coming off, I guess. Like you made me do this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can I can I write in, in a future arc a conversation between uh, Buck and Allie about like what what do we do about Hank? Like how yeah. ha- yes. like how do you feel? How do that you would be feel?
2: Wonderful. Are there I retirement like to... homes for
0: <laughs> for <the laughs> mad yes. villains, ex-villains?
3: Oh. Oh, never mind. I can't I can't say talk to that. I work <laughs> on a lot of retirement homes. Oh. Of I was like
1: <laughs> were you were you planning on putting me one in gray? Oh no no,
3: no, no, but if, if you want, your one, hair's you already medicate. silver.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm already going. Um. Okay. Sorry. So Buck. Nope. That's that's not your name. <laughs> You're Alex. Alex. What you? One before off.
0: Um. So I guess, I guess painting more of the history between Buck mm-hmm. and Hank, like go, going into I guess more of the deeds that Hank had done and like the prior status between the two of them. I guess one monster that I would want to see is some kind of consequence of their relationship together. Like mm-hmm. maybe going back to that initial scene, I don't know if it would be, I, I think like maybe like a zombie situation, like all, here are all the people that have died and you get to see them again would be a little heavy-handed, but I don't mm-hmm. know if there would be a way to like reference that a little more directly without going into, without making it super heavy-handed, I guess, but I don't yeah. know.
1: No, yeah, no, I I feel you though. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I th- I think I have a way to work something at least close to that. Yeah. Um, if not that, uh, into the arc in question. So I'll 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 make sure to make note of that.
0: Follow up question. Yes. So. In a much earlier episode of Journey Under 30, we had an episode where it kind of went off the wall and we made a, f- a fake company that had monsters and... Snally Guru. Snally Guru. So how much is the agency influenced by Snally Guru? I got to ask. Uh,
1: probably not a lot because that was Damn more it. of a joke. Uh, and this is definitely a lot more serious. Although we have had a Snally a Gaster. Sorry.
0: It doesn't... No, it's not the same.
1: <laughs> well, Snally Gaster was where part of Snally Guru came from that's fair so we've had wait what was what, what's a guru where did the guru come from i don't remember
0: because we were trying to make it like a, it was like a Northrop grumman joke like yes. taking two words no no then... i meant
1: what what creature was guru from
0: oh
1: is it just a guru i don't know we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out what's we'll it what's we'll a guru uh, of to you too well he yeah, we'll wanted to go check the tape on that one yeah uh morgan or a
2: Graham, you can go ahead. I have an answer, but you just I haven't won't... been on the call as long as I have,
3: so. <laughs> I want something. I want something underwater, Ooh, like an underwater arc with like whatever I've the good news for you. A beach <laughs> episode. <Monsters. laughs>
1: there is. I take is, it back. <laughs> no, 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 there is um, there is something planned for that. Don't worry.
3: Okay, I got you. Ooh, i worried. I want like aqua whatever sea monster men things i want mermaids i want sirens i you want, want... seamen. no i was at sea monsters mm-hmm. sea monster men
2: <laughs> mm. Mm. likely story okay, uh-huh. yeah it's okay graham You're in a sense,
3: um, mason. Twitch. Oh, yeah.
2: sirens and <laughs> <Yeah>. mermaids <laughs> oh hey welcome
1: mason i just saw
2: Hey, Mason. Oh, hi. Mason. Welcome. Mason
1: has been quiet until just now and then said, ooh, got him, Colin.
0: Well, Mason, you're missing about 10, the 14 lowercase o's.
2: Mason, do you have any questions about MythChakes yeah, for us? Like, Would ask, ask you, your question. Do you want to speak Morgan to Hank,
0: knows. Buck, Allie, or
1: Yeah.
2: Stop um, it. <laughs> with
0: an Stop. A or with no A's? Uh,
2: also, what you keep thinking about it, Mason, well, yeah,
1: salted caramel. Very good. Um, also, uh, so uh, Morgan, while he's writing his answer, um, what was the, what was your answer?
2: Oh, I want Allie to run into her mommy at some point and work through some unresolved family issues.
1: There's some baggage. There's, There's some...
2: a lot of baggage that we have not really gone through. So mm. I'm excited to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that are uninitiated or whatever, to her backstory, her mom, is a succubus and uh disappeared when she turned four years old um and she so she never knew her mom and but her mom it has been hinted that her mom will be coming back for her someday whatever the fuck that means so but if Ali's
3: mom is a succubus does mm -hmm. that also mean that she's been alive for an indeterminate amount of time like hundreds of years potentially
2: yes potentially so like you could have brothers and
3: sisters that are like
2: she could Yes, and she has an, an auntie that she's named after. This is a fun piece of Ali lore. Her full yeah. name is Ali Basandra, which is actually the name of a succubus demon from ancient Egypt. Um, so, and I always say, like, I'm like, always like, oh, she's named after her aunt. And like, that's my my little thing in there. Like her aunt is a thousands of year old demon from Egypt. Yeah. Um, not that she knows that, but I know that. Um, so that would be fun. So there
3: could be a whole army of like, ally siblings
2: yeah <laughs> for sure they're good um and i i kind of imagine too with my like i don't know take on the succubus lore is that um it takes a while for succubi to like come of age so like like so she hasn't like come of age yet so to speak even though she's like an adult in human terms mm-hmm. um so the mom may be coming back when she you know has mm-hmm. been deemed coming of age to collect right. so we'll see um also chupacabra. Because as you yeah. know, Colin, that is one of my favorite cryptids. The real
1: talk chupacabra is scuba scuba suit. Chup- it's like it's the most fun scuba name to say.
2: Scuba cobra.
1: Chupa scuba. for some weird reason I'm sorry. it some like saying chupa scuba <laughs> makes me think of uh, the monsters Inc., of like a welcome to the Himalayas, um, I don't I don't know why, but I just love that moment. That's a great moment. Um, that's the abominable snowman, though. Mm-hmm. Uh but, don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah. So do okay. Here's something totally unrelated, but I feel like it's a fun little getting to know you question. What would you say is the favorite artist or genre of music for your three characters?
2: i
3: don't know amy grant <laughs> i don't know who that is a christian whatever okay makes sense well, okay
0: <laughs> well so then so then in the I, I guess in the theological hierarchy so then the outside powers like listen to human music well, i guess
1: i'm assuming while like, here
3: on earth yeah, no that, that that was a joke based like, on. There's like, there's
1: time to be spent in the. is no
3: meantime. time for jokes, Graham. Oh, sorry, this is sorry. Very maybe, serious. Maybe this serious says about Amy Lucy's Grant favorite. That's a very good Can point. We also go, okay. I have a follow up after the favorite music of characters. Okay, get back to me. Um, I think
2: in the first arc that Allie was in, uh, she was like closing down the shop, and and you asked like, "Oh, what kind of music does she listen to?" Mm-hmm. And I personally hate that kind of question because I am not a music person, but (laughs) um, I answered something like, oh, like weird 80s, like goth, like Depeche Mode and Baja's or whatever. And so I guess I still stand. New Order? Yes. Yeah, and New Order. Yeah, like Misfits. Like, I feel like that's like what she listens to and I've given a lot of thought because every once in a while Colin you ask like what somebody's ringtone is Mm -hmm. and I've given it so much thought in case you ever ask me and I still don't really know the answer but right now I'm just leaning to personal Jesus because I just feel like it'll be easy for you to find a MIDI file (laughs) you know, I
1: was gonna (laughs) ask you know what might help both you and Allie figure out what kind of music you want is by trying out the brand new uh, headphones brought to you by Raycon Stop it. Raycon Stop is a wireless it. headset no I'm kidding I only <laughs> said that because Mason is in the chat, and Mason, Mason
2: says, "Not a music person." What does that mean? And it means that it I have to be playing because the because
3: game it's by it's- our second sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Last like- week
1: when we did, um, we did family game night. Mason did probably forty minutes worth of Raycon ads, and I was like, "We are not getting paid for this. You have to stop." Yeah. Um.
2: Um. No, I don't like listen to music. Like. Usually, so that's what I mean when I'm say not a music person. So if you ask me like what kind of music I listen to, I just kind of go, "Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's types of music I like. I couldn't tell you what it is though, because I don't fucking know. So when you guys are all like, oh, this band and this singer and this reference and blah blah blah, I'm like, I don't, I can't take part in this conversation. (laughs) So I'm not a music person. That's what that means. So,
0: yeah. I would say for Buck. It would be, a, a lot of it would be like Tom Waits and Bob Dylan. Like Tom Waits is who he would want to be. Like have that that kind of like gruff voice and like mm. you've been smoking for like all your life. But then right. having kind of like the, the witticism of Bob Dylan. But I, I guess if we're taking like modern music as canon, he would kind of see himself more like the Nationals' Matt Berninger. Just kind of like that the image of like a, I guess like a washed up kind of guy who's just like just doing what he can and he's just that's who he identifies with so the national and then tom waits and then bob
3: dylan i mean it'd be bob super just- easy to just say that like lucy listens to gospel or Mm-hmm. I don't know some sort of but uh, like, short time like Did that Lucy, character choice.
2: But is, honestly, yeah, but I don't. Is I don't, That I'm what Lucy about listens me. To,
1: and then there's like one guilty pleasure. Of no, like, I, I, I every now think like and that, then that's puts the, on not like a Billie Levine, to. and it's like
3: Damn, no, 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 no. So I feel good. like that's actually not what she listens to, because part of the reason why she does all of this is she enjoys partaking in the culture mm-hmm. of the people around her, because the only thing that can't be recreated are basically. The, the, the liberal arts, ideas, stories, books, like anything scientifically, whatever, any scientific advancements can be made by anyone. Only one person can write a book. can Only one person can write whatever, Moby Dick. Like if you go to any other, whatever, no one's going to perfectly recreate that. So that's something unique that only can be experienced on earth.
2: So I don't, I, I, I feel I like say- she wouldn't like pop music though. Yeah. yeah and, oh, look,
3: I, I was thinking instrumental stuff, mm. like lo-fi. Okay. I like that
2: stuff. It's yeah.
3: just easy listening Lo-fi hip hop to to. Snarky
1: puppy <laughs> would probably be.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's probably-
2: Mason what... has a question for you, Graham. Oh, uh, no. He said, where does your character voice come from? Is Lucy's voice inspired by a particular person or is it just purely a feels right situation?
3: Oh, jeez. That's a very, that, that's a much better question I was prepared for. <laughs> um, I have to leave it's more towards, it just feels right. It's just kind of just, it's just a voice that pops into my head. Because of course, I mean, I can't voice the exact character that, I can't voice a, a proper female character correctly. So it's just kind of whatever, whatever pops in my head is like, yeah, that's Lucy. There we go. That, that's what I'm going with. But I mean, like, I'm definitely influenced by a lot of different voice actors that do any sort of oh, like whatever who, voiceover. Sorry? Like who? Uh, I mean, like, Erica Lindbeck, Erica Mendez. Um, talk about Jeremy Lee. Um, all these people.
0: Mason mm-hmm. says that uh, Lucy has a particular cadence, and he wasn't sure if that was, like, an emulation Ooh. of somebody.
2: Yeah, she <laughs> does. She I has, like, a way cadence. of speaking that... Does seems so. very specific to her and it's i don't know it's good I like it, it is a good job. there's
1: a bit of a holier than thou context, absolutely oh, yeah which is very you know on the nose, but good you say grading
3: <laughs> oh wait oh i'm not supposed to talk his book okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs>
1: I'm,
3: I'm trying to think, think
0: there
1: are any Mason direct just loves when we all like burn each other <laughs> <getting> from
0: <laughs>
3: the ground the Lucy thing is definitely it it has to be a hodgepodge i don't i don't think there's anything i'm directly pulling but there's definitely influences from a whole bunch of things that whatever a bunch of media i take in um the question that i have for you guys this was brought up i think maybe last episode a couple episodes ago i don't remember uh but which hogwarts house would your character be in lucy of course is slytherin
2: I think I answered Ravenclaw, but I'm not, I don't think that's right, actually. I I think, I think Allie's a Hufflepuff.
3: Really? I picked Gryffindor.
2: Oh, Gryffindor works, too. Because she's
3: very brave and very kind of, like, leaderish and, like. She does
2: kind of dive headfirst into, like, stupid situations, too, so. I feel like, you know,
1: hmm. the other thing is, I feel like there's obviously other people who can be courageous, even though they're not. In a house, you I mean? Because the thing is, like, not that Allie wasn't courageous to begin with, but I feel like Allie's courage has has grown over time. Yeah, yeah
2: I you know? I feel that. Like yeah. your
1: initial rush to action was purely like fear of losing your father, right? Um, and then it grew into this, like, well, now I've got to watch over these like freaking teenage kids, <laughs> and yeah. this old
0: guy's telling me what to do,
1: right? And then and then it was this like. Well, I weirdly am on board with this idea of protecting and saving a world from dangerous creatures because I have this ability.
2: Mm-hmm. So I guess
1: I'll do it and then eventually it became like yes, I'm jumping into the fort- forefront.
2: I'm going to stick with Hufflepuff. When we asked so the episode that got released where I answered that question is not mm-hmm. canon. I just wasn't in the headspace like I'm in a different <laughs> space right now and I think Hufflepuff actually really fits her. So that's
1: what I'm going for. Ravenclaw when she did the BuzzFeed one, but Hufflepuff when she right. did the Pottermore. Yeah. Yes, that's, so, that's yes.
2: exactly right. Yeah. yeah, the Pottermore one is real. Yeah. yeah. Mason said that? Riggs equals Filch's cool brother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Riggs is magical though. How dare you assume that he wouldn't have strong? No, he's he probably would would have bumbled his way. It'd be through the
0: sorting cop. School.
1: Yeah. He's probably like, um, I guess expelliarmus. <laughs>
2: Maybe. Oh, God. Ready to throw a and do something completely Aww, different. Riggs. I know. I miss him. Riggs is great.
0: <laughs> I think Buck would want to be Gryffindor. but mm, sorry, would end... I was laughing not at oh, you. I, I realized it sounded Fine.
1: like I was laughing at you saying that your character wants to be a certain way. <laughs> it was pure well i'm used to it colin no we've, we've known each other for like 10 years i'm
0: used to it man it's, it's i was saying that he was we're
1: gonna spell and mason said meatballs come out <laughs> and that's what i laughed at sorry it was just poor timing you're good sorry so nope buck wants. uh oh my god buck would be gryffindor
0: it will in his heart wants to be gryffindor just because he he kind of has this built-in perspective of oh I, I should be a hero i should be this and i should be that but then kind of acknowledges that he's not that and then decides, you know what, maybe something something like Hufflepuff wouldn't be bad. They've got, according to the Harry Potter Wikipedia, um, and this is Buck talking, they are the most inclusive. They value hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty. So.
1: I've just come up with an idea. This would be probably very difficult to do audio wise, but.
0: Is he not Ravenclaw? We We
1: should should get the entire cast to get on a Zoom call in character so many people questions maybe not necessarily like all at the same time but like have people like each one of us read out like about a lot of different question in character and have us answer the sorting house questions in character and see what they get like you know, like i by, like that that would be fun. be fun because it would be so good to have someone go it's like Hufflepuff. What the hell? I've always been Griffin, I promise you, I've always been Gryffindor. Whenever I do these things, and then like also like just Hank being like, I gave up after the third question. This is I don't understand any of this. They did things. not let me in. What is a Ravenclaw? A Ravenclaw <laughs> is something that you would use in like some sort of potion of some that. sort. I'm gonna go make a sci-fi gun or something. You know, um, no, but like I I still also think it would be science. very fun um what was hank like as a kid um
0: oh colin you didn't say insufferable
1: i the thing is yeah that so okay so hank here's the thing i don't know it's gonna sound like such a cop-out answer though to, to what you just asked alex but i feel like hank immediately just wouldn't care like, he is so far out of that world, you know. I think that he probably, like, if he would be, he would probably be Slytherin. And not to assume that all bad people are Slytherin, but obviously it's a pretty common... He'd be in the evil yes, house. It's people that but, seek power. But also, <laughs> I also think that he would be a kid who probably would have gotten kicked. Like, hypothetically, if there was an AU in which we all went to haunt...
2: <laughs> <Then> Finish
1: <laughs> okay, that sentence. I have an idea. I have an idea okay, I sentence. Have an idea for- Hang on I have an idea school for a school of witch takes shot. and mystics witchcraft a, and mystics there's a there's an idea for uh for a one shot no but I think that in an <laughs> au in which they you know all went to Hogwarts Uh-oh. I think Hank would have been kicked out for like, kids
2: on brooms yeah
1: Woo! that is I mean that is a possibility remind me about what you just said though in a second but to answer your question Mason um Hank was <sighs> I gotta think because there's some stuff that I I didn't don't necessarily want to, well, you know what, I'll just reveal it now because I think it's one thing to kind of do some stuff in fiction. And Special just sort of lore.
2: It. Special I think lore. that
1: Hank Special. was not always an awful kid. I think that Hank definitely always was interested in science. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's much older than everyone else and grew up in a time where there certainly wasn't any of the modern tech that we have now and was creating things that, you know, probably modern day citizens or the, the citizens of back then wouldn't have seen for at least another 10 or more years and was probably frequently called a nerd, made fun of. Um, and it wasn't until high school in which Hank first started becoming angsty and kind of cantankerous. Um, f- kind of had to learn to fight because was always getting bullied and picked on for being the nerd. And then eventually... Uh, Hank um hmm. uh no there's there's one part of this backstory that I that I won't reveal just yet cuz that's going to be a part of something that's coming up but Hank definitely had sort of a, a a few rougher moments in his early teens and then went on to college to you know get multiple degrees um at a kind of younger age finished high school early kind of thing um and just sort of throughout life just sort of kind of continuously got worse. I think as his line of questioning got more dark and I don't, my head canon for Hank has been this thing of, he was an evil man, but like, okay. So uh, to answer the question in full, I finally have a better way to sort of finish the full history here. Um, You know, one of the things I think makes a lot of villains interesting is I think it's more interesting when you have a villain that thinks that they're a good guy, right? They're just evil because they go about doing something the wrong way. And that is sort of really what the real story of Hank is, is Hank was not like the Joker who was like, I just want to watch the world burn. Hank was like, I think that I have ways to save people or to create these technologies or these medicines or whatever you know that anything that he was working on at the time um and you know clearly had a mind for things that were well beyond his time got brought into the government and sort of asked to do these things and as he progressively did worse studies he kind of got caught up in the moment of like well it's for science it's for the betterment of humanity you know surely what I'm doing can't be that wrong until things started to go sideways. And eventually the, um, everything sort of ended. Uh, and I think it wasn't until his time at the agency was done. They didn't, I think that's when he finally saw the evil and the bad that he had done and was kind of, and I think that's the reason why he does want to go out and fix things because he was like, how did I lose sight of all these good things that I wanted to do? Yeah, You know, um, I don't think at any point, was he ever the kind of person that was like, I'll kill a man and I don't give a hell about it. What the hell that I meant to say, don't give a shit about it. And I said, don't give a hell. That's not what he sounds like or does. He, you know what I mean? I think like,
2: Hank does know how to cuss.
1: <laughs> definitely knows how to cuss. Uh, I don't know what happened. He's there. from
0: the South. Of course he knows how to curse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hank, sorry, wait one second. Hank is almost like a oh, post redemption sure. art character. Yes and no. I think, I think he's, he's still going working. through his redemption still arc right yeah. now, his right? Redemption.
0: It's been like a 20 yeah. year redemption arc.
1: Yeah. He keeps sort of fucking
0: up,
2: is the
1: problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I think we talked about it. I don't think this episode has come out yet. I think it's in the next one. But part of the problem with Hank is, is that he set his entire neighborhood on fire, essentially. In every arc and every episode, he puts out a small fire and goes, Oh, all right, great. I've, oh my God, and turns around and realizes right. that the fire yeah, we did talk about is that, still yeah. raging. I thought that it wasn't so... a
3: metaphor at first. <laughs> no, oh, I mean, it is. A metaphor. When he was he in hospital, city city his teenager. whole neighborhood on fire. Yeah, exactly. HD teenager set <laughs> the whole neighborhood on fire. Well, when
1: yeah. I was a teenager, oh, makes... I, on a dare, someone said, You probably can't set the whole neighborhood on fire in 45 and seconds. I said, and You I said, I can. I said, Hang on. Let's start the timer. <laughs> after I get my chemistry set. And hold then, my uh,
2: Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I said, hold my
1: Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and sure as hell, 25 <laughs> seconds later, that whole street was was aflame. Won 25 bucks.
0: So I, I have a question. Yes. So on the topic of influences, going back into uh, the question of like, wh- who influences Graham's voice? Mm-hmm. I guess who, I guess going through everybody. So are there any particular like inspirations y'all had for your characters? Like any particular like, bits you pulled from like this person, this person, that person, that person that you brought into one, or was it like you were building from the ground up?
2: When Insert. oh go, ahead. go
3: oh, ahead. No, 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 you go first. Mine's okay. worse. I guarantee you.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um when okay, the first time I ever played so Allie wasn't an original character for Mythtakes. Mm-hmm. Kind of. She so when um I played monster of the week one time ever before myth takes started with a random group of folks from the internet, very nice people who I don't speak to anymore. Um, and, um, I made her for that. And she, so when I was going through the, um, the playbooks, I couldn't find anything that I actually like related to and wanted to play. I actually was like really struggling with it. And I was like, you know, all of these kind of suck and I don't really want to play any of these characters. Like this is maybe this isn't a game for me or whatever. Um, And so I settled on the monstrous just because it seemed the most interesting to me. And um, I was really just kind of caught up with the idea of the curse that the monstrous has um, because every monstrous has to have a curse that the the keeper can kind of like trot out to use against them more or less Um, and one of the suggested curses was um, lust like like that's what the playbook said was lust and that like the character like if there's any opportunity to like fulfill that then they have to take it and so I was like oh lust is interesting like what could lust be and so then I kind of went down this like succubus road and then I was like you know what it's kind of weird to have a character that might possibly want to fuck everyone on accident. I don't think I want to play that. <laughs> so um I changed it to be the the life force thing, but she wasn't really inspired by like anybody, but building her like demon lore I think has kind of come from like back in my brain like I've kind of always been obsessed with like the idea of like demons and I don't know, just like that kind of lore has always been really interesting to me. So I really wanted to build something into this character based on that. So everything right. about her and her backstory and like the way things work for her are kind of based on this like demonology lore that I have going on in my head. So that's my and answer.
1: I think that's also cool. really interesting because, you know, it's not to say that like we're going to get real horned on the show or anything, you know, Um but, like, I think that there's an interesting way of wording sort of in a way of, like, how you chose to change that because, like, the way that succubi also, like, canonically, you know, work and everything like that, I think that the 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 feeding of energy still works within that. Yeah. You know, because, like, they still usually have the lust aspect, but, like, they use that to either, like, entice people in or whatever mm-hmm. to then... You know, get, get that human energy. I don't know what 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 are, what are we calling it? Life,
2: life force, life force, life force. HP. You know, there's there's still, HP. Yeah, she takes yeah. your HP. H- yeah, <laughs> she takes your <her laughs> HP.
1: So there's still like there's still interesting ways of like using that without being like. Hey, Myth Takes is now rated R. You right, know?
2: and yeah, and so kind of what I kind of am having fun exploring that succubus like archetype because, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like traditionally in like traditional demon lore, the succubus comes to the man at night and steals his semen, and that's where we get nocturnal emissions from. Okay, that's what that's what it is. That's a succubus. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, this is you know that's too much for me, but um, I I was trying to kind of explore the fact of like like myths and legends come from real stuff so if succubi were real what would they actually be like that then inspired the myths and legends and i think maybe they would be people that um you know do have like natural charms and are able to kind of like influence folks in order to feed themselves essentially so
1: uh mason yes that is what it's called and also (laughs) alex i was gonna make the same joke so uh Mason said nocturnal emissions that cannot be the right word. Uh and I it think
2: it, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go on.
1: <laughs> okay. I Mason, I have many questions for you. Mason <laughs> wants to know then what are sleep parts, not nocturnal emissions. Uh no, but it's so funny. I started thinking I could name an arc nocturnal emissions and have it be based around something, whether that's the arc in which you know your mom comes back, or maybe it's just like a matter <laughs> of like there's a like gaseous, you know like that's so that kind of bad but like you can only see it at night kind of thing but like still. okay
2: the okay i this is the second time in like a week because i was just talking about Allie to my wife that i mm-hmm. said nocturnal emissions and she was like what are you talking about and i think Has what happened seen that movie that video or whatever no i think for me like i've been reading too much old testament and like the translation is nocturnal emissions and that's where that's coming from because i am a jewish nerd sorry anyway to i think answer that's your question
1: <laughs> uh there was a <laughs> second education video that was entitled uh nocturnal, nocturnal emissions, emissions. Oh my and it's God. kind of like this like after school special that's like all about like explaining what a uh well, we're getting into sex education apparently on this episode. <laughs> we gotta change the
0: rating explains, on the stream. I know Sorry.
1: it explains what a wet dream is. So okay, I've gotta move on though, because we can't talk <laughs> so, about that anymore.
0: Okay, so uh, Graham, what were the influences for Lucy?
3: Uh personality-wise and like morals and all that stuff are pretty just kind of like my own take on the divine being sent to the whatever, the human world. Uh, in terms of appearances, uh, I shamelessly Took a lot of her attributes from a character from an anime that I love. Um, To no one's surprise, probably.
1: I was just about to say, finally, it comes out.
3: Yeah. Uh, So uh, a witch. Ah, can I not? Um, can I put images in the group chat?
1: Uh, no, you can't. But you could. Uh, you uh, don't share your screen. Never mind, because it's gonna make everything get all wonky. But uh, just, just tell us the name, and we can, we can, we can all Google. Because
3: there's a very particular. I'll keep delaying while I try to set up a link or something. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it's funny because none of this was intentional, but, um, recently a, uh, one of the, uh, the Pokemon mystery dungeon games came out last month. I think it's a month old now. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's funny because as I'm playing through this, I'm like the character from Pokemon mystery dungeon is kind of like what Lucy is in a more PG setting, (laughs) a human being sent to the Pokemon world to prevent it from being destroyed. Uh, and then at the very end, after making all of these friends and saving the world and being like, yes, I'm a hero now. And then the world being like, you got to go back. You got to leave. You meant
1: that the Pokemon character was the more PG version.
3: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay,
1: for a second, I was like,
3: <laughs> what is happening? Oh, in that no, 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 no. It it, it's, it's, it's wholesome. I was like, I've, what? I yeah. did okay, the Pokemon I one. The I guy's like, it. no, I don't want to leave. All my friends are here. I, I saved the world. And they're like, no, you have to leave. And then they just disappear. And then sure. all, all of the Pokemon friends, they all start crying. It's all really sad. And I'm like, wait, this could be Lucy if Lucy ever gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy um,
2: secretly gives a shit, I feel like.
1: Uh,
2: we'll see. <laughs> I think it depends <laughs> on the
1: moments. She's, she's had a couple moments where she's made choices.
2: Because oh. um, she cares about
3: humans, absolutely.
1: Hey, Mason would like to know, what is Lucy afraid of, if anything?
3: Oh, um,
2: God's wrath.
3: So, yeah. <laughs> well, your version of God is incorrect. No matter oh. like which version you choose. So
2: damn. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Um, uh, Lucy is uh, saying that. I want to be specific. Absolutely. Oh that yeah. Thing, not <laughs> Can you say that again in the Lucy voice? Religious. I like the Lucy no, voice.
2: Kinda. My voice is
3: shot oh, right now.
1: Um, no, no. no I'm I'm specifying for anyone who's ever listening or watching. Later. Oh
2: yes. So that everyone is, knows that Graham is it. Gramma. I don't even know what the word is, but like
3: yeah, a, a saying, atheist. it's like your religion's wrong. No, no. <laughs> Lucy just thinks that way because she knows. Um uh, uh, uh shoot. Oh Lucy is afraid of um um dirt, germs, and getting dirty. Um she is a germaphobe, even before all of the COVID stuff. <laughs> um shoot, where did I find this? I found the perfect image.
0: So Colin. Yes. I guess toss in the question to you. So are there any particular influences for Hank?
1: Yeah. Hank is okay. So this is going to sound so stupid, but like, I remember uh, at one point when I was trying to figure out what character I wanted to be and what I felt was going to make the most sense for bringing people on board and stuff like that. um, And I read through the, I don't think it's called mad scientist. I think it's called. What I forgot what the playbook is called all of a sudden, but I, it is a blank scientist. Um, for that's an, a, an additional playbook for Monster of the Week. And I was reading through that and I was like, I could make something that is like Rick from Rick and Morty, but is like not the worst thing that you've ever seen, you know. Um, because that is that I mean, that's a good example of like a show and a character that has been uh hijacked for the wrong reasons, kind of like the Joker and a few other things that's like some people really just run that into the ground and kind like, of hey,
2: ruined it calm down yeah it's like hey,
1: hey also it's a character y'all but like
3: i kind of but thought you of you don't understand the nuances to his character your brains are just too small to understand his sarcastic appeal i fucking hate rick and Morty. i'm sorry um
2: but the other <laughs> thing Graham is with the like, hot takes yeah, yeah there's, I'm there's sorry
3: other
1: pieces of of like of content that i think kind of create this character um There's, I forgot his name, but like the main doctor in Fringe also had a lot of, Oh yeah. uh, I forgot his name. I forgot. I'm so sorry.
0: No, but But I, yeah, I know the one you're talking about.
1: He had a lot of influence on this character as well. And then for the voice specifically, I wanted a voice that was going to be, um, that was going to be something that would go against a typical idea of what a scientist would be. Walter Bishop. What's that? Walter Bishop. Yes, that's exactly it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Walter Bishop was a large influence on this character. Um, but like, there's also like the voice and everything like that. Like I had kind of contemplated a lot of things because I feel like a lot of mad scientists are like British or um, or sometimes just like an average American voice. I mean, almost like this, but like deeper, you know, like just like a deeper version of my voice would frequently be like what you would hear as a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, you know, I want to go for something that in stereotyping uh, in in TV shows, people tend to think go for a dumb character. Um, and, you know, like I, I, I get, I'm not sorry, that's going to come up weird. It's like, I get that this has been this long standing thing. But like, you know, not every Southerner is like a bumbling idiot. You know what I mean? But like to me, this this kind of like almost cowboy sounding, you know, deeper South, sounding gentleman that you would expect to be like you know well i'm gonna go watch myself some nascar and you know pop open a beer you know, like that's what you would expect Yeehaw. a character like that to say but instead he's like okay also i don't know anything about science i'm an idiot with science well like he said he says is,
2: science things right
1: and i know which is but like if he was like all right well the, the, all you need to do is you know follow this formula and then like he would on a chalkboard, write out like 8,000 characters and like all these things. And he's like, I mean, it's pretty simple when you think about it, you know, like it all solves down pretty simple. And, uh, and yeah, that's how you commit time travel, you know? And you're like, what? You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I almost made him New Jersey. Um, I almost made him like a different type of Southern accent. Um, I actually kind of almost used the Riggs voice at one point, but that was, too much I felt um, we
2: wouldn't have been able to take it seriously yeah I think right. I think
1: unfortunately that was just more of like the, the voice itself is a little outlandish yeah and so like that felt kind of harder to follow but I also wanted uh, the thing is I, Riggs was also one of the first NBC's I ever created and I knew that I was going to put Riggs in somewhere um, and I wanted Riggs to be a very lovable character whereas Hank I kind of I kind of want people to not be certain if they like or hate him um, I like having that kind of character because like at the I I think that part of the whole point of this game and story is going to be at the end of it what do people choose to do kind of almost what Grandma's saying but like, you know, just because the apocalypse ends doesn't necessarily mean that threats will end. So will Hank just be on his own will people continue to fight but without him. Now that you know his part is like done or whatever, you know. So it's like I want there to sort of be this like idea of can we trust the person who's sending us out, you know? Yeah. Um, which also I think is also kind of a trope sometimes in, in monster hunting things. There's there's frequently a character where you're like, I'm working with this person, but I'm keeping an eye on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Riggs very heavily influenced by oh man, I forgot his name too. I'm gonna have to look it up in a second, but like Colin M. Parker yeah no but the voice actor who is in a lot of like older disney movies who is like always like a guy who drank like a lot of the hooch you know and was like he was the one of the one of the dog detectives in aristocats Mm. like Um, the
2: firefly from the princess and and the frog uh
1: yes and also i think a firefly or maybe some type of bug in rescuers down under as well right Mm. like it's this guy who's he He's a, he has a Southern accent, but his voice was constantly cracking. And I was supposed to be like mm-hmm. the idea of like, he had had too much moonshine kind of thing. Yeah. And it was almost like a hiccup in a way. Well, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to go down. You're gonna all All right, buddy. You know, you got it. And like, I then made him just really nervous. Um, Cause I didn't Aww. want him to be like drunk on the job. So I was like, the voice crack is more of him being like, well, not really sure what to do now, you know? Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so Riggs is is that Terry was just a meatball-loving Lyft driver. Uh, a lot of other voices, a lot of other characters. Um, But those are sort of the three main ones that I've voiced uh, so far. Um, what about Buck, most,
2: Alex?
0: So. so I was initially thinking, well, so when I was a kid, my parents liked to watch a lot of like NCS. So when I was thinking of this, so when I was trying to find a character and I was going through the things, like the different roles, the professional stood out because the first thing that hit me was oh Mark Harmon Gibbs from NCIS yeah. let My us of that show yeah and then I was thinking, No, that's kind of lame let me think of someone a little cooler what if I gave him an accent <laughs> oh wait no Colin Collins are gonna do in the southern accent that's the only voice I can do um, and then I don't know thinking about more of the supernatural stuff so this the show fringe actually stuck out because that was a show one of the few shows that I actually looked into a lot well that in warehouse 13 where it was yes, like,
1: that show also ruled. Yeah. Dog, yeah, love that show. Sorry and they had the that.
0: national, like the the, the the at the end of the show, they had the national playing the, playing the song and it was cool. Um, but well, now I
1: see where the national comes from. Okay, sorry. Yeah,
0: bander, yeah. cry, baby, cry. Um, it's all been forgiven. So sorry. Why am I doing this? Um, so there was just like this idea of someone who is doing, the, doing all this weird shit as a job and they have to like adjust to it and deal with it. Was I guess part of what, well, and I guess putting myself into that situation because I haven't really dis- made a lot of characters and thinking. Okay, so if I was like been dealing with the supernatural shit as a job for fifty years, how would I be at the end of it?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's cool. Yeah. And then for the name, I was just trying to find like a four-letter power name. So like duck, and then duck kind of stuck in my head, but then I can't go with that. Right. Huh. I change a letter. Yo,
1: real talk though, I will always be jealous. Of Justin McElroy's ability to just nail a character name and mm-hmm. aesthetic instantly, Graham, you can't put stuff in the chat because it pops up in the dang Twitch. Oh, hey, sorry, you're good. <laughs> and, no, you're. Fine. That's the I, link, I just,
0: by the way. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> I just got of, Oh God.
3: Where Graham watches anime? No, I absolutely not. I hate anime. It's, uh, it was a mistake. Absolutely. It was a mistake. Um, okay. Uh, is there one... better place for me to put that though? Was that? I- I- if you guys care, that no. link there is literally aesthetically or visually how I interpreted Lucy. You like, should that put it in is... the
2: Twitch. Put it in the Twitch channel yeah, put it, chat. Okay. Oh, Can he you do might that? not be
1: able to because he's not an admin, but. Oh. I you know what I'll do though oh, when I the release links. the episode I'll I'll copy that link over and I'll put okay. it in
3: like the description and okay. stuff like that. There'll <laughs> be um, a random
0: Imgur link. So Mason wants you to slap that bad link up in there.
1: Well, I'll I'll send it to you, Mason. Um, so we're kind of getting close to the time here. So I actually wanted. I mean, here's the thing: we're still, God, we're probably still two years out from finishing this campaign, and the reason for that is is we're biweekly. Oh, you have one more question? All right, Mason, give us your question before I ask mine. I'll be right back. Okay, Mason has one more question. Questions. So,
0: um, I have a question for a bit, but we'll save it for the end.
1: Okay. If you... Hang on. Have you ever had to utterly grind things to a halt or re-record? Um,
0: there was something... We, we don't have to go into names, but there was an arc that we wanted to
1: redo. Yes. Okay, so... Right. So... Yes, to answer your question, um, there was it's right, it's a yes, it's also kind of a kind of uh, to your question, Mason. We had some stuff happen in an arc,
0: we don't have to go specific,
1: yeah. Um, I, I, I because I don't, it's gonna seem like I'm being like really vague or really weird, but like basically, there was just like um, well, no, you know what? I feel like we can, because like, it's, it's not bad, right? It's just a matter of, so we've, okay, we've talked about this in the last making that takes. So we had in the initial cast, two people who thought that they were going to be able to handle this and doing college at the same time. Um, and it turned out that it was just a little too much, uh, at times. And there was no way to guarantee that we were going to only record episodes during like the summer for them kind of thing. Um, so they had to back out, whether permanently or just for this campaign or whatever. But then it meant that we had an entire arc that had two characters that made one appearance and will never make another appearance. Um, and so we had actually kind of toyed around with the idea of potentially re-recording it, um, not to necessarily like diminish their works, but like you know we just knew that, like, it was going, well, and I see that you just said, oh, you meant more for, like, someone made a choice that threw the narrow direction so far, Um, but the thing is, like, in a way, that's sort of what this was, right, like, their choices in that sort of set up some stuff that we had to then think about, well, now they're not going to be there to deal with, like, the fallout or to deal with the response or whatever you want to call it, so, like, that has been a reason why we've considered redoing it. Um, As far as hard stop, I think that really the only time we've had to do that is uh, something that we kind of addressed in the very beginning is sometimes, and this has happened to all of us, we have all at some point, I think, started to answer something or answer a question or do something that we would do, not necessarily that our characters would do, and we've had to stop and think about what the narrative is and like what you know, like what is it that like Lucy wants? Not what does what does you know Graham want? What does Lucy want? And like That's we've had to stop hard. and think about that, you know.
3: Because whenever but, I'm playing like an RPG or anything, I'm always the lawful good, or not not the lawful good, right. the neutral good, like the gut moral good decision. And Lucy's not that. <laughs>
1: right. Um, but to answer your question, like uh, there's never been anything where I think. Actually, okay, no, you know what? There is actually one. Now they I think about it, and this happened in Morgan's arc. I know
2: what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: Morgan had to stop everything for a brief moment because uh, Max uh, and Max's character started to make a choice that could have had serious repercussions. Um, And so Morgan was like, all right, wait a minute now. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. Like, why would we not want to blow up the house? you know um and it's because the victims were still in the house um I was gonna say to to
2: answer that question also like when in this last arc when um Allie commanded Zeke to go to sleep yes that took a long fucking time for you to decide whether or not that was gonna work and it was horrible I don't know what was going on in your head but I was freaking out because so, <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to work or not. But it took reason, a long time, and you edited out all that that waiting. You
1: know, so. I can actually answer that now because, like, even though we're not done with the arc, I think we're past that moment enough that I can actually yeah. respond to that because that is something that I wanted to eventually uh, address. So there are a lot of every time that Ali tried to get Zeke to do something, I would always talk about how Zeke had to essentially kind of buffer, yeah, and think on it because the thing is that you know, even though he was weaker minded than your character he was stronger than the average bear yeah i was trying not (laughs) to say it but he really is stronger than your average bear because at the end of the day even though he's not a playable character the book talks specifically about getting hunters to do something and so i was kind of playing around a little bit with like the meta of the game and dealing with how do you treat these characters differently because they are actually you know they are hunters they are like they are what you are but not necessarily good people
2: yeah you know
1: so there was a lot of like this idea of like normally when you roll something and it's not a hunter they can do it like they will do it immediately Mm -hmm. but when you're going against a hunter it has to be a good enough reason or you know or something like that so a couple times i had to stop and think and go it isn't a playable character but as someone who does deal with you know People like Allie, you know, what would would he be strong enough to to fight that? Yeah. So, you know, there was there was some interesting little moments like that. And also it's fun to watch the moments where like I, I don't know if it's in the recording still, but like I said something at one point or something started to happen and Morgan had her face covered and was like this. Sorry, it was like, <laughs> I realize I'm covering my mouth entirely. Like I'm bane. No, but she had her face covered and was like eyes wide open, was just like in shock and because it was like so tense and like what the hell is gonna happen next um and i love seeing moments like that
2: i am very animated when i play i freak the fuck out about everything i'm always just like ah like silently behind my microphone (laughs) it's so good though because
1: it makes me go okay good we're on the right track yeah Um, um so uh, you had a, a a thing for a bit, Alex? Yes. Yeah, so what happened to Buck? Okay. What do you mean? What
2: I don't know. <laughs> I was just I was just told to do this thing, so I wrote it and I said, so, "Is this what you want?" And Colin said, "Yes." So well, I have no answers for you. Well, no,
0: you're bubbles. So I was asking because I was hoping and be like, "Okay, that's the end of the stream. Bye, everybody."
1: <laughs> I actually almost considered it, but I, you know, the thing is, is that like. I do want to sort of give a teaser a little bit in a way. So <gasps> the thing is, is that <clears throat> uh, when we when we set up myth takes and we talked about the rotating cast and we even said that the you know, keeper can also be rotating. Um, but the idea is that like for, to, to a certain extent that like I would work on the kind of the things that all tie into like the end game um, and then other keepers can still have tie-ins to that. Um, but just like basically just asking them to not make any crazy major choices because like it could change the end game, um, which has been technically written, like outlined um, or like the arcs have been. Um, But, you know, we talked about, you know, is there anything that Morgan would need to include in the arc to tie it into the overall story? And I had something that was written down for the next arc that I would have Buck in I was like, you know, if Buck is in this one, the next time we see Buck might be a little while. That might be too late to introduce this. So, Morgan, you can do basically whatever you want. I just need you to, at some point near the end of the fight, Buck can't survive. And I was like, and You kept but... healing yourself. Right. No. And, <laughs> and I was like, Ah. I, and I said, And like, and even if it gets the, because here's the other thing, right? Monster choices, um, monster monster moves, rather, uh, for the book, like for the keeper, uh, is they can go into a frenzy, and they can also choose to, like, essentially hyper-focus, so even though other people are attacking them, they can sometimes choose to go after one target if it's upset them enough, so uh, I basically was like, Buck can't live through the end of the fight, but... I want the post credit scene to be Buck waking up. I was like, and you can word it any way you
2: want. Your face.
1: (laughs) But Buck essentially is going to wake up and not remember anything. And that's because there's a larger, like, so every character that we've sat down with has had some sort of like, you know, this is something that I would like to see or, you know, or, hey, these are the things that I'm working with. Any kind of major mystery that you can include me in, go for it. And Buck was one of the first thoughts that I had when writing stuff out and going, I know what I'm want to have happen between Buck and Hank to really test their relationship because we really don't know what it is. And we there's a lot of bit of like, how far does the trust go? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's I, I can't fully tell you what all that means, but I can tell you that buck doesn't remember it but alex does and it's going to and this was a thing where i did have to say to alex even before he recorded this arc i one of the first things i said to buck uh, not to buck to alex was I who are need you to speaking to me. right now <laughs> i know well to both of you but i said i need you to trust me mm-hmm. um and that's because i so was You were like, hank me specifically, okay. i wanted you alex to trust me I had to pull um,
2: that out a few times too. Yeah, Alex, and, do you trust me? Right, and it no, was just this go idea with it. Of, no,
3: it's gonna seem crazy as your character is bleeding out. Do you trust me? Right. No, this is gonna the seem- the monster like standing over. Do you trust me?
1: <laughs> but I promise that there, there is a, there is a, um, a, what's the word for it? A payoff. There is a payoff, and it's going to be large, and it's going to be
3: yeah. You get to see Lucy in heaven.
1: Aww. No, but there's it's it's Your going to eventually person. lead to a larger conversation between Hank and Buck and it's going to um I think potentially change what Buck's personal endgame is. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's going to leave us with a question that like I will give to Buck essentially or to you a- Alex as Buck's player and it will be like a you know there's no wrong answer you choose what you do and i have to live with it, kind of thing you know um so i think there's going to be some some good stuff there buck and lucy buddy cops by uh, uh spinoff confirmed who knows um and so we're getting close to the end of of two hours here so i have one final question for y'all um, sorry
3: uh, buck is the bad cop lucy is the worst cop <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
3: well, he's so, the ba- the bad cop of the heart
0: of gold. He's like, I I don't want to punch you. I just I'm going to. I'm going to. They're gonna, gonna kill gonna you.
1: you. <laughs> We're gonna be in this story for probably about two more years because we have a few more arcs before we hit. I hate I hate to keep using the term endgame since it was used for Avengers, but I mean that's really like sometimes kind of all you can really call it. Like before we get to. You know, like the the end, the finale. Uh, Like, yeah, I mean, it's well, it's the finale. But essentially, what it is is like, there's gonna be, you know, in video games, the Crisis on
3: Infinite Earth. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like when you get
1: to the end of like a video game, and you get to that one scene where like you go to hit like enter a room or you know do start you know mission, and it gives you that little pop up that says, "Are you sure? This is your last chance to do side quests and stuff like that until the end of the game." But for us, on at the end of the game, there's no way to go back and play more so no return, like man. we we are going yeah exactly we are going to have a point of no return um so that's another reason why i've been sort of telling like morgan and also max is you know is working on something and being like if y'all want to have another arc that you do stuff you know like this is like this uh, there will be a point in time in which like we won't be able to get to that so like get it in before yeah um and uh and so yeah so like there's I, I think when we hit that point of no return, that's either two or three arcs to hit the end, um, but they should all be shorter. But essentially the idea is those arcs will um, all, to, to make sure that we see the the full story from every character's aspect, essentially. Um, just so that way it's not like final arc and 10 of you don't get to be a part of it. Fuck off, see ya. Like that would be so shitty, you know? So it's like, we're gonna make sure that we we get to everybody, Um and have those final moments, and what their reactions and what they do. Um, but even though we're two years basically out from that, Myth Takes is going to continue past Monster of the Week. Monster I already of the know year. What the
2: answer is you haven't even asked the question, but I already know what I'm going to say.
1: Go on. So my question for you is: is um after probably doing a few one shots for a little while, just to kind of you know have some easier edits <laughs> uh for a little bit um what kind of like for season two if you will for campaign two what game uh do you hope that we
2: look into and 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 work through
1: Checkers. monsters and other
2: childish things monsters and, and other childish lines. things i will never stop talking about that game
1: Uh, Mason says Blades in the Dark, also a good game. Ooh, Blades in the Dark, that's a very good game. Or Morgans. Yeah, (laughs) Morgans very good. Um,
2: There's a podcast called The Drunk and the Ugly that um, does uh, role-playing games, uh, TTRPGs, and um, they have a lot of different ones that they do, but one of my favorite campaigns that they ever did was Monsters and Other Childish Things, and it's called um, uh, Mrs. Frida's Home for oh fuck what was it just look up mrs frida's on drunk and the ugly and it's basically about all these kids that are in like a a boarding home or whatever and it's um it's just really fucking good because it started out as like a one shot and then they were like hey we really like these characters let's keep going and so then they kept doing it and then it has like a rotating cast kind of like ours and then eventually they were like okay we've got these story threads that we've been building up kind of randomly let's tie it all together and it comes to this very satisfying end and it's just so fucking good i think it's mrs frieda's home for like freakish and unnatural children or something like that it's um oh my god it's such a good fucking podcast and i want that that in my life i want to play that game that's all anyway
3: graham i don't know because so many of like the the ttrpgs i've played in the past are like heavily like you need like you need a a, a, a board you need to see like right. the board and what's going on because admittedly i found a couple uh star wars related ones like balance of power is great but i recently oh, found one, yep. a a clone wars uh or like whatever role-playing game and i'm like how fun would it be to just play as like a squadron of clones during the Clone Wars, that would just be so much fun. I could have so much fun with that.
1: <laughs> Mason says, Graham, instantly thought of Battletech. Battletech? Um, I'm not familiar. Hang on a second. There is one that I'm, if my, okay, I can't change this. Uh, I wanted to look something up because all of a sudden I'm forgetting the name of it, but there's a, there's a game that is also made by, no, that's not it either. Um. Oh my gosh! Uh, there's a game by Evil Hat Productions, um, and they have a game that is like tech.
3: Oh, mech fighting game. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. Um, oh, sorry. Masons is is Masons a mech fighting? Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Interesting. Really. Sh- okay. <laughs> oh, it sounds like some of the uh, the forty k tabletop RPGs that are a lot of fun, but the rules are all over the place.
1: Um, I'm trying to look it up as fast as I can, but I can't seem to find it. But they have like kind of like a newer game um, that is like an outer space game that is about, basically, it's kind of like their version of Star Wars, like like a Star Wars-type game. Um, I feel like it's called like Techie. uh, techie.
3: God, I can't like, yeah. If I set up a one-shot for made RPG, will you allow the scavengers Network to host that? I'm sorry. I'll play it. Of what? It's called Maid RPG. Like M
1: A I D. Yes. Go I'm on.
3: Concerns. It's about- a role-playing game where you play as a maid and you score points based on how much you pander towards your your whatever. You're having uh, your worked boss.
0: dutifully for this. It's super anime. Family for several years, you trashy. are trashy. Or also a it. shy albino this- princess who does odd jobs for the yakuza and trains with the section staff. This is so Your Pyramaya is an outgoing young maid with
3: freckles. A <laughs> this is Graham interest. doing literal fan service and I don't know. It's so trashy. It is just utter trash.
2: That's how All I right. pitch Dream Daddy. Mm,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's um, complete well, trash, well, but you can have yeah. fun with it.
1: Alright, I, I will. I'm down. Graham, uh, I will. Graham, I will. If you show me the outline <laughs> to make sure that we're not getting I mean, look, we cuss on this show, but yeah. You know we have like people's parents who listen to this show
3: wait and they don't want to play like as my a suit m- does. like my
1: mom so like okay. you know let's, well,
3: let's like, try like it. It. mom
1: like let's try and keep it like somewhere in like the lower R rating um okay okay uh what about you Alex I yeah, have you mentioned one I don't think you no know. I
0: haven't so I've, I first had a throwaway answer with checkers but I I like Morgan's <laughs> idea uh, like <laughs> I haven't listened to the podcast and I don't know the game but it sounds really cool. I guess, I don't know. I I guess this is tying into something completely me and me being entirely selfish. I And a question that I wasn't asked. Like, I I wish I, I mean, there's still more time to do this. Like, I wish I did more arcs or like, I wanted to like do my own arc, like lead and arc. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in, the, I guess in the structure of Myth Takes, like, I don't know if there's like a thread I could pull off over. Of I'll have to talk to you about it, Colin. But I guess something where I feel like it wouldn't be difficult to do something like that like maybe because i haven't done one with mistakes yet i don't know like how difficult it would be to actually do that now but i don't know if there would be a story where it'd be easier to do it, or like a game structure would be easier to punch into that to just like make an arc and make it happen mm-hmm. but maybe that's just me not knowing like what it takes to make one for this series you know
1: okay so here's here's something that we can do to like maybe kind of like help introduce you to that and this kind of goes out for anyone that's on the scavengers network if you uh would like to explore this option what we can also always do is to sort of introduce you to the idea of how to make that work is um we can set up like a time to do like a one shot whether it's in monster of the week or if it's in another game just to like get an inkling of like, because, you know, writing a very small story can help get you an idea of a, what it's like to run an entire arc, but also to say, how much writing do I have to do? How much prep do I have to do? You know, how much of this will be carried and changed sometimes by, you know, people's character choices. Um, you know, and I think that that's a good way to also like kind of get almost the, the DM jitters out. Cause that's what I sure. did before we started doing myth takes. I had never DM'd or anything. So, like, I did a little one-shot um, with a couple folks, like, that was just, like, you know, an hour-long game, but just, like, something to give me the experience of, like, sitting down with other people and saying, now I'm the narrator, and I'm setting up a scene, and you tell me the things that are happening, you know, yeah. uh, and just sort of letting it happen naturally and exploring that. So, you know, like, that, I think that's a good way to, like, dip your toes in, and then if you dip your toes in and you go all right yeah, yeah yeah, i could do okay i could do this for a full arc and i could you know i've got some ideas on some stuff that i want to have happen then we can do that and if you in the long run find that you don't have anything for monster of the week uh like i was saying we're gonna do a bunch of like one shots and like maybe mini campaign kind of things in between season one and season two um so if you say ooh. Got an idea, doesn't work in Monster of the Week, but does work in Dungeon World or something, you know? Like, I got a great fantasy uh, world-based, you know, uh, story arc. Then we'll do that. You know, like, the part of the whole purpose of Myth Takes is to explore different things and work with people that we don't normally work with, which is very funny considering, like, I work with, like, you three probably the most out of anyone (laughs) on the network. But, you know, um, in general, though, you know, it's so much fun watching... Like, for example, this arc, having Graham, who, you know, has been with the Scavengers Network when we first started doing things like Family Game Night and Scavengers Play, sitting down with Morgan of Broads and the Bees, sitting down with Lindsay Nelson of Historical Hotties, and sitting down with Caitlin of Unnatural Twenties, you know, like just such an, and then me, but like, you know, whatever, who cares about me, but like, seeing that like grouping is oh thank you Alex is like so great to watch because it's like totally different and yet same all at the same time it's great it, I don't know I think we've got a good formula here I think it
3: just works
2: to be fair though Alex to kind of like quell your fears a little bit yeah. when I wrote mine I basically just came up with a monster concept and I was like hey can I do this and then Colin mm-hmm. was like yeah and then I wrote the whole thing and told him I was ready and then he just threw that one last thing at me like oh by the way just right. put this in if you can Yeah whatever right. so just come yeah. up with a concept and write it and then and then it will happen and it'll be okay. yeah.
1: cool that's oh, i cool. i have a look i am here to help people achieve their dreams and live their truth mm. you know it's why we're doing things like um it's why we're doing things like like, like the sponsor of like, this episode
0: Raycon and, and they have a oh, new yeah, special but, for you
3: yeah no great um, shadow legends what the Raycon Shadow game.
0: Legends, the, the new mobile game, okay. but or.
1: this has gone too far. Okay, well, I think that that's basically it at this point. We've hit two hours here. Um, so how? Why don't we, and Ram? Half? Where can people find you?
3: Uh, playing made RPG. I found out that I have the I have the, the PDF on my computer, and I'm reading through it <laughs> now. God, you so send it bad. to me. Yeah, it's so video. bad.
1: Yeah, yeah but, hey, I'll throw I'll throw, throw in, it in the Google Drive.
3: Okay, perfect. We can all uh, we can all get to that. Yeah, uh, this I could I could waste a lot of time writing one of these. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, for, for you though, go ahead and do it. Tachyon squadron—that's what <laughs> I was trying to find. Tachyon Tachyon's
2: squadron sign off. It's like
3: a
1: Star Wars like space fighting, like star, oh. like like you know ship flying and stuff of like that. Like I uh, real talk, I would love to do a sci-fi like full-on sci-fi star yeah. space thing. But I also really kind of want to do kids on brooms. And I'm not even like a wizard fighting magic thing person. You know what I mean? But I'm like weirdly into it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll make something happen. Uh, sorry. So where do you finish saying where people can find you? I'm sorry. Oh no.
3: uh, yeah. Find me on Twitter. That's where I mainly do my shenanigans at uh, Gram T.
0: You also do a show, don't you? You do.
3: Yeah. That's on, that's on, that's on unlocked. That's fine. <laughs> uh, don't worry about that
1: um, Alex where can people find you
3: so
0: uh, my, my branding is kind of all over the place but on Instagram I'm French Alexander something on uh, Twitter I'm French AT music I'm on fields of variations with uh, a friend of mine Grace Canell, where we talk about music and we do weird things to it and then I stream on Twitch on Fridays from 10 to midnight EST doing music and other weird stuff so
1: uh I'm gonna say the best for last. So I can be found at Colin M Parker, C O L I N M P A R K E R. Uh, and you can also find Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. Don't forget to write to at Myth Takes Cast to talk about your uh how does his head fit? Hey, Graham, I mean sorry, Mason, I'm saving you the best for last Morgan. <laughs> The best for last is Morgan. I'm being kind, <laughs> and you're taking a dump. I understood
2: on me. it. I understood.
1: Good lord. Um, so yeah, you can find uh, Myth Takes at Myth Takes Cast. Give us your fan theories, your thoughts, your questions, and everything like that. And you could end up having a character named after yourself, much like Jeff Riggs, who we heard from kind of earlier. Um, although Riggs doesn't sound like that, or Jeff Riggs doesn't sound like that at all. Jeff Riggs used to be the lead singer of a pop punk band from Virginia Beach. And they were very good and very fun. Um, but now does it sound like this? Okay, it kind of sounds like this now that he's had a baby. Um, there is now a Deputy Riggs, by the way, I want to point out. There's a little baby Deputy Riggs. Aww. As well. um, and so uh, congratulations on on that. Uh, five months, I think now, five months old. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Morgan, where can the good people of the Internet find you?
2: Um, I am on all social media at Morgan Spatola, which is S P A T O L A. I do a show about sex and stuff with my friend, Joy called the broads and the bees. We're currently on hiatus. So take this time to catch up on season one and half of season two. I stream here on this channel on Saturday nights, eight, eight thirty 30 Eastern mm-hmm. dream daddy with Aaron and we date dads. I also do a hit NaNoWriMo podcast called wet hot American moon Um, that releases every november but also randomly throughout the year what else do i do myth takes Uh, myth takes uh scavengers hunt and scavengers hunt i like how i always have to ask everyone that i'm on a thing with i'm like guys what do i do do do? (laughs) uh and
1: also you can find us uh like at least once if not twice a month on sundays uh doing uh Sorry, doing uh, fam- Family Game Night, uh, which is where we all get together yes. and have a bunch of fun and do some some fun games. So please be sure to join us. Uh, you can find our Twitch streaming schedule below, um, but we also tweet about it every time that we're going live. We have something almost every single day of the week at this point, actually. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tuesday is the only day where we don't have something right now. Um, so
0: Well, you know, uh, Sam does trivia.
1: Oh, you're right. So yeah, so we do. So um, Sam, we, we host Sam's stream um, for that. But uh, but yeah, so we we actually have something uh, on our Twitch channel seven days a week. So drop on by, catch someone. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, chat's always great and uh, very uplifting and very warm. Um, so uh, as we always say on Myth Takes.
2: Don't
0: eat. Any? The... No, we need to go one word at a time. All right, all right. Start, oh, okay. Morgan. You first. You first. Stop eating
3: <laughs>
2: all the bugs that oh
3: <laughs> in infect
1: our
2: minds.
3: Goodbye,
0: everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Now, this is where the cliffhanger music would play and one of us would say something.
2: they are in our minds.
1: be like, Hi. well, that's the problem about the bugs. <laughs> They're, They're in our minds.
2: minds.
1: <laughs> and then the music would play, the theme song. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye, everyone. Santa. Right, bye. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. <laughs>